What up, kids? Mm-hmm. Welcome to the Empty Space Podcast, episode number 93. 93. 93. Yes, sir. We got a great episode ahead of us yeah, here. Yeah, we do. Um, Dude, I'll let you talk about him real quick. Who do we have coming on? This is someone special to you. Yeah. Well, to you, too. He's special oh, to both of us, man. He's, he's like... He's the reason we've gotten half the people on here that we've gotten on. Um, he's been a huge supporter to us. Um, he's the owner of Bostonian Barbershop, one of the co-owners of Idle Hand Collective, who's at just about every single festival under the sun. They've done tours with Billie Eilish. They've done Green Day's tours. They've done... I don't even know how many... They're, they're going to be at When We Were Young Fest. They're, they're everywhere. They're taking over the world. We have none other than our friend Eric Zate coming on the podcast. Yay! I know. I can't wait. It's been a long time coming. It has, dude. Honestly, I've been very excited for this because, like Batch said, all of those reasons. But he's just got such a good insight of the pop punk scene and behind the scenes, like you know, stories that we can kind of maybe get like uh, an idea of, like how festivals are set up or in just like how how he runs his business will be cool and you know yeah. the char- the charities he does is like mm-hmm. it's awesome dude the endless amount of shit that we can get through like this conversation be cool and just be cool to talk to him man i'm glad i finally we played hockey with him i've, yeah. I've met him a couple times now and like it's just a very cool guy so i'm glad like I'm glad we can extend this relationship and get him on the pod yeah man he's uh he's friends with everyone he's yeah. Lifelong friends with we've you've heard us talk about him with Maddie. Mm. Uh lifelong friends with Maddie. He's friends with uh Jesus. Everybody. <laughs> yeah, John Ryan. He's yep. friends with Parker Cannon. He's friends with uh Tori from Transit. He's friends with Jesus. Do you name it? He's friends with them. Maybe Nick Thompson Jesus. from Hit the Lights. <laughs> he's just he's so well plugged in and so well connected. So this is going to be a good one for sure. Mm. He's just awesome. Oh yeah, dude. So are we, uh, are we yeah. waiting for him or are we ready to rock? Uh, let me, yeah, let me send that to him. Awesome. Yep. Yep. Awesome. So yeah, this is going to be good, man. He's, good shit. Uh, he's got a lot of, a lot of stuff to talk about. Hell yeah. Well, while while we wait for him to enter this chat, I want to throw a few things out. Nothing crazy. I don't want to get deep into the conversation. Not yet. Nope. But I do want to mention a few things that have been going on. Yep. Um, number one, we all we already know people. Blink-22 is back. Tom DeLong is back. This isn't that podcast. This is not after that episode. But no, we got a special one for that. Yeah, that one's coming soon. Uh, we have a special guest and we're going to we're, we're going to rant for a while about pros cons and everything else you but... will not hear me talk much <laughs> it'll be a good one for sure though yeah um, 
We also got uh, a new album that dropped that we will have a breakdown soon, and uh, mm-hmm. that'll be pretty exciting. Do we want to announce can... it? or? Yeah, Sleeping With Sirens, dude. Ooh, banger. Poof. Banger. I told you. I told everyone. Sleeping With Sirens was coming back, and they were going to fucking kill it with this one. Mm. Didn't mm. they? That, Didn't yeah. they? Yep. Uh-huh. I, I don't told want, you. I don't get too excited right now because it definitely they, was good. Oh, my God. So fucking good. Yep. Uh, also... When We Were Young Fest was announced again, big round dose with uh, two pretty big headliners. Don't know if you've heard of them. Uh, Blink-182 and Green Day. Not a big deal. Not a big deal. No pressure's <laughs> going to be there. <laughs> oh, shit. Also not a big deal. No. Yeah. No. So, some crazy fucking shit going on. Uh, obviously, everyone's aware of this stuff. So, yeah. Yeah. Going to be fucking still, cool. Yeah. Be nice. So, at the end, we're gonna give our thoughts on when we were young, and maybe a little sneak peek. Yeah, maybe just our, yeah. You know our initial thoughts. Yeah, let's do that. Just a, a, a small little sneak. I I, I want to live like squeeze knee the juice jerk too reaction. Much. Yeah, knee yeah. jerks, <laughs> just like ah. uh penis, dicks. That's basically what I felt. But anyways, so that's going on. Um, I wanted to shout out. Um. John James Ryan. Yes. Real quick. Um, the homie. I know they just played in Canada and he, I was texting him the other night because uh, my grandmother's birthday is coming up. Actually, oh, this podcast will drop the day after her birthday. Her birthday is on the 20th. This is the 21st. This is Happy released. heavenly birthday, Nana. Yes. We miss you and we love you. Absolutely, man. And this is the first birthday without her. Um, And her one year anniversary of her passing is coming up next month. So going to get a little rough for me, but John hit me up and we were talking. He asked how I was doing. I told him, you know, grandma's birthday is coming up on the 20th. Been a little rough lately. Mental health's been a little shook with, you know, remembrance. And, uh, and I told him that we were having a bingo night for him on the 21st. So tonight, actually, we're going to uh, her Knights of Columbus and Pembroke to uh, honor Nana. The uh, guy who runs the whole thing is going to save us a seat for our family. It's going to be about 10 of us going. And then he's going to have a whole... Uh, celebration and just kind of announce stuff and we're gonna play for Nana. So I was explaining that to John and uh you know he was just like uh tonight's our last show in Canada and I'm gonna play for your grandmother tonight and I'm gonna shout her out and uh so I just wanted to give John James Ryan a that's a very, so dope man. A big big hug. That's so dope. So, yeah. That was Hell pretty yeah. cool. I wasn't that's expecting so dope that. dude. Yeah so um always a good guy always good to hear from him and uh you know it's Did good Did you say what song they were gonna play? No, no, he didn't get into that. It was more just, uh, you oh, know, it's dope, man. Just, just good talk, and uh, just told me to keep going. We all we have is tomorrow, so that's it, man. Uh, that's so, it. Yeah. So yeah, man. That's that's that was kind of the shoutouts I was excited about, and uh, that's so dope. Yeah, he's I the mean, man. What else? What else? We got our Disney trip coming up. Yeah, we do. Real we soon. sure do. Yeah, Zayt is a big Disney guy. Oh yeah, that's right. We'll have to talk to big Disney, Disney guy. We'll need some keys from him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh man, yeah, I'm thrilled, dude. Getting pumped. Um, Getting pumped. Yeah. Other than that, I don't have much, dude. Me either, man. Just much. boring ass life right now. Good shit. Well. Oh, I saw the new Halloween. Was it good? Wait, I thought we were supposed to see that in Disney. Yeah, I couldn't wait. <laughs> All right. Cool. Um. One. Well, I don't. I well, probably wouldn't even have gotten to it, to be honest. Was it bad? You're shaking your head. Oh, he's nodding his head. Yeah. Okay. It was terrible. I'm so glad you saw it then. Um, 
Yeah. I was like, we're going to get lost. At, we're going to be at Disney Springs and we're going to be like, <laughs> fuck that. Nah. Let's just spend a bunch more money. Oh, yeah. You um, see that store over there? Yeah, let's go there. Yeah, yeah. Um, I keep looking to see if any cool bands are going to be playing at that House of Blues, but I haven't seen anything yet. Oh, nothing, huh? No, nothing yet. Well, wouldn't that there. be cool to catch a show? I wish like any of like the boys were down there. I know. Wouldn't that be cool to see Keep Flying? It would be. It would be so cool to see Keep Flying or Captains, Chief State, any of the lads. Oh, man. And then when we get back, we're literally back, I think, for like four days. And then we go to Four Year Strong, Microwave, Knuckle Puck. Oh, yeah. And Youth Fountain. Yeah. That's going to be a doozy. I can't wait to actually say I saw Youth Fountain live. Same. Same. I have been dying for that. It's going to be fucking insane, dude. Yeah, I'm looking up. Or what is it? The House of Blues, right? In Disney Springs? Yeah. Did you already check it out? Uh, a while ago. I'm checking it out right now. I'm hoping. I'm crossing my fingers. But I feel we like... Need, we need well, a young Jamie. We do need a young Jamie. Who can be our young Jamie? I told Tori she could do it. She can be little T. She, <laughs> she going to do it or what? I don't know. We have nah, to... We, well, when we, when we get our studio set up, that's when I think we'll... Mm. We'll sign on little T. Mm, I like that. I like that. Welcome little T to the podcast. That'd be nice, dude. Bro, <laughs> little I um Little T, can you look that up first, please? <laughs> little T, can you uh, just quickly look that up? No, no, no. Scroll up, scroll down, yep. no, down, up, oh, no, the one to the to the left. To the left. <laughs> Talk about <laughs> testing your marriage. <laughs> um, Damn it, I said left. <laughs> Yo, aren't you taking your uh picture soon? Your uh, what the fuck is yeah. it called? Wedding engagement. Photos. Engagement. When are you doing that? Tomorrow. Oh, that's tomorrow. Yeah. Are you not working? Well, no. Saturday tomorrow. Oh, okay. Well, I'm sorry. We're recording, so I got confused. I got you. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. Saturday tomorrow. That's dope, dude. What time? Like ten a.m. And where are you going? Ah. Uh, hmm. You don't know, do you? No. Somewhere up here. I don't know. Where the foliage is and stuff, I'm guessing? I don't fucking... Yeah, sure. All right. Yeah, yeah I think so. Yeah, okay. man. I'm not... Uh... Some things, man, you, you'll find out. You're just along for the ride. I'm already you're I'm just... already with that. <laughs> yeah, you're just fucking... You know? You're just in it to win it. We're, we're doing two different engagement photos. What? You're so lucky. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I could do that. Uh, <laughs> it's gonna be great. That's so cool. We're doing one with Shayna, and then we're doing one with uh one of uh our sister in law's uh friend or something. She wants to do it inside of an ice rink. That's cool. Yeah, she wants me to dress up in my hockey equipment, and I don't know. Just tell me the day, and I'll do it. That's really all I. I just need to know. You gotta wear your empty space, fucking. Yo, jersey. I didn't think of that. That's fucking sick. I know that's kind of dope. Yeah, I haven't. I haven't we really should. worn that once. We gotta do like some sort of photo shoot with that. What well, we do? You want to bring it to Disney? It might be too hot. That's true, but we could get a fucking sick photo though. We could get a few sick photos. I'm bringing it. I'll bring it. If I'm bringing a suitcase, I'll bring it. If not, I'm all right. Not. All right. That way, I well, got it. just bring it anyway, because <laughs> I'm bringing mine. All right, we made it. Final decision. Um. I meant like on the ice. 
I mean, that'd be even sicker. Yeah, we have to. Yeah, we do. We definitely have to. Yeah. We, we should do. ask Shayna to hook us up. I feel like she'd get some good ones for us. Yeah, for sure. She already hooks us up a bunch. Yeah. Um. Oh, a quick shout out. Um. To who? There is um this person at my work. Um, who I told about the podcast. Her name is Jordan, and she listens to the podcast. So I want to shout out Jordan, and then I also want to shout out Jordan's friend Felix, who listens to the podcast and likes the podcast a lot. So shout out to Felix. Hi. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> Thanks uh, for listening. Hell yeah! Let's That's go. So team. cool. Yeah, yeah we're cool. growing. Pretty cool. Pretty cool. Pretty cool. We're approaching ten thousand streams, kids. Bro, we're about to be rock stars. You know that Blink-182 song that dropped? It's got nothing on us. Nothing. Yeah. Not even close. No. No. I wish no. an episode dropped like that. What do you mean? Just fucking dropped and it got like fucking... Just like broke views. the internet? Oh my god. That'd be so cool. Well, all we'd Help have to do break is... break the internet. <laughs> all we have to do is talk politics and we'd break the internet. You want to you go down that road? We'll go, no, because we'll road. lose half our fans. <laughs> it goes one way or the other. Yeah, it'll go viral, but you'll lose half your fans. Yeah, no matter what happens. No, it won't. I look really good. agree with that idiot. I no, didn't. you know, you know what happened is we get we get twisted where both sides hate us. Every side. Yeah. Oh yeah, they probably already do because we both openly <laughs> admitted that we listen to Joe Rogan. Yeah. So That's we're already. Right. Well, if you fuck. judge me off listening to a podcast, you're yeah. stupid. Yeah, you're a dummy. But um, I mean, yeah. Fuck yeah. So yeah, man. All right. This, well, this was fun. Yeah, this uh, was a thanks, good episode. Thanks, Zayce. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think he's coming in. We should let him in though. Yeah, let's let him in. All right. Uh What's up, boys? What's up, brother? Hello. What's going? There we go. What's there going he on? is. What's happening, man? Yeah, not much. Not much. Just uh, getting back from my honeymoon and uh, getting ready to head out to uh, when we we're young in a couple days. Jesus. Busy, busy as usual. <laughs> <laughs> How was the honeymoon, man? It looked uh, looked fantastic. Yeah, it was good, man. It was the first time in about a decade I've taken a vacation that wasn't work-related and just right. didn't answer an email, didn't talk anything about work, and just shut my brain off and relaxed. It was nice. That's good, man. You definitely fucking earned it. That's for sure. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't realize how much I needed it until I was there. And I was like, shit. That's half the time, man. I feel like anytime yeah, you go right. on vacation. But, dude, you said, uh, was the flight just a pain in the ass? How long was it? Um. I think it was, I mean, it was, only, it's really only 12 hours, but I had, a, oh, I couldn't get anything direct coming home and then flight was delayed. So I ended up being like 20 hours. Oh my God. That's okay. brutal. Yeah. That's not fun. Cause I saw your, uh, <laughs> I saw your Instagram post and it was like beautiful, beautiful. I love it. I love it. Pools, fucking everything. And all of a sudden it was fucking like, wow, I, uh, I do not like this <laughs> fucking flight right now. <laughs> <laughs> I can't complain. I, I, we did, we did get upgraded to first class, so I can't oh. complain too much. That's bad. always good. It's hard. To, it's hard to complain when you get that upgrade. Yeah, for real. So oh, where you're at the uh, where are you? The Whitman shop. 
Yeah, I'm in my I'm in my new golf, the golf oh, club. God. Yeah. You know how many people I've told about that shop and they go fucking nuts. Don't believe me. And I have to Google it at work. <laughs> Nobody believes me. I'm like, yeah, there's like a simulator golf in there. And they're like at a fucking barbershop. I'm like, yeah, at yeah. a fucking barbershop. And then they're like, Google it. <laughs> I'm the only psycho that put a golf simulator in a barbershop. Smart man, dude. So let's talk about that. Cause you, when did you, you got into golf? What? Like two years ago? Right. Not even, maybe, maybe like not, maybe not even like a year and a half ago, a little, a little and, over a year. Actually, you know what? Uh, April will be two years. Jesus. And you're just like fully invested. Full, full on. Yeah. Full on obsessed, man. It's, it's an addiction for sure. But you know, I needed it like during, especially like during COVID, like there was nothing going on. My shops were closed all the festivals were closed and like, I needed some sort of outlet to just escape and shut my brain off. And, you know, I'd yeah. golfed a couple of times in like friends tournaments and like Memorial tournaments and stuff like that. It was never any good. Uh, but I was like, you know what, let me, let me try picking it up. And I got nothing else going on. And, uh, you know, I got pretty okay pretty quickly. And, yeah. uh, and then, you know, just fully obsessed. And now I just, you know, I, I have to go out at least, you know, two or three times a week now. <laughs> God, man. But you, you need, I mean, you need, I, I don't, I don't do anything, you know, like I, I you need an outlet to just yeah. be able to shut your brain off and, and not think about anything for a little while. And that's, that's sort of my, my move. You know, I used to go to the gym every day and mm. I don't really do that anymore. And this is kind of my own way. I, you know, don't really look at my phone. I, you know, keep it in my pocket, I keep it in the bag of the card and just kind of relax and hit balls. Hell yeah. That's you've, good, been, you've been skating at all? Now I, I sadly I think I retired. Uh, what? Oh no! Yeah, it was getting it was getting in the way of the golf game. <laughs> oh shit, dude! <laughs> well, dude, I would I would book these like crazy, you know, just from traveling and, and doing these festivals and stuff. Like, I'd be I'd be booking these like tee times at these like crazy golf courses all over the country, and like mm. the night before, you know, would have our Tuesday or Thursday night game at eleven o'clock at night. Yeah, and you know it's a lot of hacks and older guys and like especially if you're a little quicker you know they they, you know i'd be i'd break a pinky and like i'd have this like 300 dollars tea time like three days later and i couldn't play and it was just like you know what i don't want to do this anymore so i haven't, <laughs> I haven't played in about a year now yeah i'm with you i don't I, uh... blame you i got a game tonight <laughs> 10 10 bro yeah oh, where where, at, where you at tonight dude the new lavelle rink in uh rockland weymouth line oh nice yeah i, I haven't skated there yeah, it was my first time. It looks filthy. I mean, I've been there. Was, I played there once, and it was absolutely amazing. They have heaters in the fucking stands, and no they're supposed to have a bar in there. They're going to have a golf simulator, a bowling alley. Because uh, oh, it's going to be an eight. Dude, it's going to be uh, – yeah, right? Look at his eyes. <laughs> yeah, you're speaking my language here. <laughs> it's He's because... like, on second thought, hockey doesn't sound so yeah, I, might, I might have to rejoin. <laughs> um, it's a restaurant. They have couches everywhere. Um, it's because if it's an academy, there's going to be an academy across too, so – yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> yeah, it sounds awesome. I, there's a new rink I started skating in before I stopped. Uh, what 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 school is in uh, Braintree? Fair. Oh, the fair one. Fair rink yeah. is that, fucking nuts. That, that place is nuts, man. That's like one of my favorite rinks I've ever played at. The oh, locker yeah. rooms are we have our usually um we have the uh, final games there, which was sick because they have the mini rink in the back like yeah. behind the main rink and then they have like the jumbo screen which is or not jumbo screen but the big sign which is really yeah. cool so yeah that rink is badass dude yeah i love skating over there yeah i i definitely 
I hear you with the, that's like why I, I stopped playing within the leagues. Cause I was just like, I can't, I when I think I was playing with you guys for Bostonian and I, it was a stupid move on my part when I, I had just gotten tattooed the day before. Yeah. And I was like, this is going to be a great idea. Let's go play hockey. Nothing could possibly go wrong. And I think it was like the first or second shift out there. Some guy like hooked the shit out of my arm right across the tattoo. And I, I, th- I was sitting next to you on the bench and I was like squirting water on it. And you were like, it's not going to do anything to help, man. You're fucked now. <laughs> <Nah>. <laughs> and like two days later, one, it was like one of the skulls and all the, the eyes started like bubbling and turning green. And I was like, oh, oh boy, that's not yeah. good. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, that's like, I don't know. I like took a slap shot off the foot one day and I had to bang into work for like two days. And I was like, this is not. It's a fucking gamble. This, Dude, this isn't like worth one, it anymore. The last season I played, I I broke two pinkies. I oh. broke. I took a, a slap shot off the off the skate and got a pretty bad bone bruise. And then mm-hmm. I broke my my other foot. This is like all within like twelve months. And I was just like, you wow. know what? Golf. I think golf is my sport. Now I've been playing hockey for like twenty five years. Let me, yeah. <laughs> let, me, let, me let me let me dip my toes in this and see what's good. Yeah, yeah it's right. a, a little more relaxing, right? Yeah. <laughs> Was that? I, the... I, I definitely, I definitely miss it though. Like, you know, I get, I'm, I'm still in, you know, my team's group text of like, okay, hey, can you play tonight? Like, even though I haven't played in a year, they ask me every week, and every That's week awesome. I'm like, dude, I'm, I'm not home, man. Sorry. <laughs> that fucking dude is a diehard man. Like, oh, yeah. my, I'm friends it. with him on Facebook. Like, he, it's like, I'm like, dude, you're not like the manager of the Bruins. Well, <laughs> calm down. Dude, they've been they've been they've been doing it for like they've had that team for like yeah. 30 years, maybe maybe even longer. It's wild. And like the same like core guys. It's pretty crazy. Like all guys that like went to the same high school and yeah. It's, it's pretty crazy. But yeah, I mean it's it's definitely fun, but uh I enjoy I enjoy my retirement right now. Yeah. <laughs> um, maybe I mean, maybe I'll maybe I'll pull a Brady and come back in a year or so. Oh boy. <laughs> well, if you if you get a team together, you know who to call. Absolutely. I'll come out of retirement for you. <laughs> <laughs> um so yeah, you're heading out to when we were young, huh? You yeah, guys, week uh, idle hands doing, out I'm there. Just, yeah, I'm just doing week one and then uh my partner Maddie's doing the the sec the third day. Um I got a wedding, so I can't do that. That third day, but yeah, I'm pretty excited. Um, it, it's just like kind of like ban overload. It's just yeah. like just like looking at like like they announced the <clears throat> the set list or the set times yesterday, and it was just like or yesterday, two days ago, I don't know what it was, but it was just like, Whoa. man, this is. I mean, I'm, I'll be, I'll be working a lot, so I'm, I can't see every band I'd, I'd like to, but like, man, if you're going and you're paying money, it it's going to be tough. I mean, it's it's funny like reading all the comments. It it shows like people that have never went to like a Vans Warped Tour. They're just yeah. like 30 minute sets, like Vans overlapping. Like, this is insane. It's just like, Hey man, this is the scene. Like, yeah, yeah, <laughs> you this have, is you what it is. You gotta, you gotta pick and choose who you want to see. Yeah. Like uh, if you've seen a band three times, you might as well skip them and go. It was, I, you know, I was going through the list with my wife cause she's coming out with me, which she rarely ever does. And uh, she's like, Oh, who do you want to see? And I'm like, well, you know, I'm working till six, but like, I might be able to like, starting line and, and acceptance are like two of my favorite bands. I'm like, well, I have to see both of them. Uh, I'll sneak away for a bit, but like after that, you know, there's been a, like, I just saw Alkaline Trio at, at Riot Fest Hell yeah. a couple weeks ago. I'm like, right, maybe I'll skip. I mean, they're also one of my favorite bands, but like maybe I'll skip them this time. And I think they're playing the same time as like Paramore or something. Yeah. I, I got to kind of pick and choose who I want to see this weekend. 
Yeah, that's that's like when I went to Riot Fest, it was the same thing. Me and my cousin, we got there two days before just to hang around Chicago and stuff. And then we were both sitting on the couch at the Airbnb like, all right, who are we missing? All right. We got the Misfits playing the same time as Yellow Card. How often are you can see the original Misfits with Danzig? I've seen Yellow Card before. Yes. Now that's like Ocean <laughs> and they're playing that whole thing. And I'm like, uh, so we did 50 50, but it was like, yeah. you just got to make a decision, dude. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I split it up a lot too. Like when yeah. there's like a lot of those. Like I remember Ride Fest two years ago. Um, I know I'll probably catch a bunch of shit for this, but uh, I think so. Me and my buddy Mike Tro, who cuts with us, um, I think we're probably the only two people on the planet. We split a. Uh, oh fuck! I think it was Newfound Glory, Machine Gun Kelly, and Slipknot for the three bands we saw in like 30 minutes. Like we watched like three, three or four songs from like kind of each of them. And like we're walking back, like man, that was the weirdest thirty minutes of my life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that is so weird. I would yeah. fucking say that's crazy. So, tell us, like, you know, we've had Maddie on, um, and he like sort of explained what Idle Hand is, but like you're you're the brains behind the operation, right? Like this is your yeah your thing. So tell everyone. Yeah, what I mean, it is. obviously. So like you know, I own I own some barber shops here in and around Boston and South shore. And, um, years ago we were asked to do Boston calling, um, you know, basically set up a barbershop backstage and cut all the bands. And for, I'd say maybe four or five years prior, like, you know, I, I, I grew up on, on, on warp tour, you know, I, I did the tour myself personally, like four or five times, you know, I attended it when I was younger. Um, you know, started touring it with bands and then eventually going out and working it with Bostonian barbershop and like cutting all the bands before. Um, so it's something that like we did, but it was only really like in mass. So we got asked to do Boston calling, which was cool. It was kind of like a bigger scale of what we usually do. And then a few other festivals um, started asking us and was like, man, that's, this seems like it's kind of a cool thing. There's really no one doing it, especially like the, the scale I kind of saw it at, like, you know, a lot of festivals have maybe a friend who's a barber come out and cut some bands on like a folding chair, but that was kind of it. Um, so I, I started kind of reaching out to some, some friends and bands and some festival people and kind of pitching my idea and uh, everyone kind of really seemed to like it. And I started getting a lot of festivals and I was like, man, I, I definitely need someone to help me out with this. So I had hit up Maddie, um, who, you know, I, I toured with for years and, and I've known him for 20 something years. Um, and obviously pretty much everybody in the, you know, emo hardcore pop punk scene knows him or knows of his band or bands he's worked with. So we kind of had an in at a lot of these and, uh, you know, we had a bunch of calls with Kevin Lyman. He kind of, kind of told us the route we should go and who we should be talking to and things like that, which was cool. Um, and, uh, so we started doing a couple of them and I actually reached out to a barber friend of mine to see if he wanted to do it. And he was just like, ah, oh, man, like I just opened up a bar. Like, I don't have the time, but like, you should talk to my buddy, Alex, like he's a barber. Um, and he's actually starting to do this. I'm like, well, who the fuck is this dude? Like trying to do this. <laughs> and, uh, and I was like, yeah, who is this dude? And he's like, Alex, he, uh, he plays bass in the gaslight anthem. I'm like, <clears throat> oh, that yeah. oh, oh. Alex. All right, cool. <laughs> um, yeah, it completely changed. Huh? <laughs> so, so like, <laughs> you know, like, He's probably not going to listen to this. And, but if he does, Alex, <laughs> sorry. Uh, you know, I, I wasn't the biggest Gaslight fan. Like I really like 59 sounds. Um, my sister is, you know, fully obsessed. She's probably also going to 
kill me. She's cutting behind me. Um, <laughs> but like, you know, I, I was definitely a fan of his band and obviously, you know, they were big, they were on hiatus. And I was like, kind of, you know, we had a couple calls and kind of figured out like once they went on hiatus, like he started cutting full time as a barber uh, in Jersey. And, you know, me and him were very similar. We hit it off really well, became kind of really quick, uh, you know, friends, you know, right out of the gate. And um, we just started, you know, brainstorming and decided to kind of team up and, and do this together with his connections with mine and Maddie's, you know, we could kind of just take over and, uh, you know, do at that time it was like, man, we got like, 12 fest this year or like 15 fest this is crazy like we just did 60 something events this year like it's it's <laughs> nuts how far it's grown you know just over the last few years um but yeah you know basically we just we set up uh originally it started as just a barbershop now we've added like a braid bar um for like oh, all of like, the the artist guests we've added like we're bringing we bring out like makeup artists and like nail tech so we're doing like artists jesus hair and nails and like they're like their their friends or their crew and like a lot of these fests like invite out like influencers and tiktok stars and, and shit like that so like we're, you know we're cutting a lot of cool people now um and just kind of doing this pretty much like 24 7 like we have maybe january off and then we pick it back up like early february and we go till uh, our last one of the years on new year's eve and then Oof, you know, we got a month off and then just back to it every year so i mean it's for yes. me kind of handling logistics it's a full-time job because it's i mean it's never ending and mm. i'm already planning you know uh fall of next year you know what i mean so we're already kind of in thick of it for next year already that's wow. fucking wild that's a damn handful man that's uh that's Holy pretty shit. impressive but also definitely overwhelming shit <laughs> it, it i mean it's definitely a, it's definitely a lot and you know i thankfully i have some great managers at my barbershop so like i can be away for a couple weeks and i know it's still going to be standing when i get back yeah, um, yeah. but yeah i mean it, it's it's a lot of work but you know it's fun you know i get to travel i get to see a lot of cool bands and artists uh and things that i wouldn't normally see like you know i think we do more edm fest now than than anything which you know the first time we asked got asked to do it i was like nah, i don't want to do that but like mm. you go there and you're like man this is kind of crazy like production wise like it's it's on a different oh, yeah. level like it's nuts that's yeah really... i remember oh go ahead steve no no go ahead man like i remember i was like oh that's cool they do like pop punk fests and shit and then i think we were talking about the, the you coming on the pod or whatever and you were like yeah, man, I'm about to leave to go do Billy Irish's <laughs> tour. So, like, I, I was like, "Holy shit!" <laughs> yeah, it, it's it's literally anything and everything. You know, it started out as stuff that was in our wheelhouse, like the punk rock stuff, the pop punk, the hardcore um, rock, and then it, it branched out to EDM and then country and hip hop. And you know, this year we added, obviously, my love for golf kind of parlayed yeah. into this. So, you know, we, we teamed up with uh, PGA and and live golf and nhl so you know we're, we're cutting oh yeah that's right stuff now too yeah you've you've gone to the all-star game how many how many you've been to three four i personally i think i we've done four i think i've only done three personally but uh yeah those are i mean those are always great i mean you got the best of the best in there and it's it's crazy because like you know with my shop we cut a lot of baseball players we cut a lot of football players and like not to knock on them, but like, you know, they're nice guys, but like, it's just hockey players and golfers are just a different breed, man. Like they're just like the hockey players are some of the most humble, nicest dudes. Like I've mm. ever met, like, you know, you have like the biggest stars on the planet, like coming in for a haircut or, or whatever with us. And it's just like, 
dude, you couldn't be nicer. That's a great thing to have. Jesus. That's awesome. Yeah. But people wouldn't, I feel like people have that like perception of like hockey players as like just dickheads because they just like <laughs> beat each other up and then baseball players are soft. But I, apparently it's the opposite when they come into a shop. Damn. <laughs> That's crazy. It's, it's not, it's not, it, you know, they're not like asshole baseball players or assholes or anything. Like we cut, you know, a lot of the Red Sox, like they're all super nice, but it's yeah. like, it's just, it's kind of like levels to it. Like it seems like hockey players and golfers are kind of on the same level of like, they're just kind of like every, every day, like kind of yeah normal guys, you know, they're just guys, guys that are good at a certain sport. Yeah. Uh, there's like no entitlement. There's no, you know, diva and it just, they're just down to earth and, and cool guys. That's really cool. How how was it going from like, you know, from the start of it to, to what it is now? Like, when did you realize for yourself, like, oh, fuck, like, this is some serious shit. Like, we're cutting like big <laughs> bands and hockey players that I never thought I'd even walk by besides seeing a game. Like, when was it real for you in that sense? I mean, the first year it was it was just such a new thing of like trying to get as many festivals as we could or like, you know, reaching out to, you know, like warp tour is still a thing when we started and like that, that's just in our wheelhouse and like, you know, not to, not to sound like jaded or anything, but like I've grown up in that world for so long. Like there's like no one coming by a warp tour that I'm like, Holy shit, dude. Like, I can't believe you're here. You know what I mean? Like they're most of them are my friends or like, I know them. And like that, so that was always a very comfortable session, especially with Maddie. Like we're just super mm, comfortable there. That's and like, true. I think the first time I was like, what the fuck are we doing? Like, I think we're at an EDM fest and Shaq's a DJ and uh, like Shaq walked by and I was just like, what the fuck? Like, this, is, <laughs> this isn't real. Like, this is insane. Like, you know, yo Shaq, what up? And like him waving and just being like, this hey, is nuts. like, I think like, you know, doing that and like seeing people outside of our kind of wheelhouse was the first time we were like, oh, this is you know, something bigger than, than what we thought it could be. And then, you know, now doing almost every festival in the country, you know, we branched out into the UK a little bit. Um, you know, COVID, COVID had a little damper on some, uh, some growth out there. You know, we had some in France and more in England, but you know, we, we have, um, you know, slam dunk and some other yep. cool ones. So again, in our wheelhouse and, you know, our friends. So it's, it's a nice, easy transition. I think that's awesome, man. I, yeah, I love what dope. you guys are doing. It's really cool to see the uh, evolution for you guys, and and it's it's something, it's something definitely different that you guys bring to the table. And I know for myself, like firsthand experience, like when I went to the Ghost Inside and I won that contest uh, for backstage haircut, um, it was just like for me, obviously, like that band saved my life. There's you know, it's just like super cool, and it was like, oh, you get to meet them and then get your hair cut by them, and it was like, yo, like you impacted my life like super big man and like that was right after i just lost my stepdad and my stepsister at, at such a young age dude in a motorcycle accident and it was just like holy fuck like even if it's just for this one hour that i'm spending here it's is like so fucking powerful to be able to do that and like i know that's not like you know i know you, you cut hair and you do your charities but it's like that's what you're doing for people which is super cool and like getting to see you behind the scenes and chatting with these people like it was just your friends which they are was like to me it's like and i know batch can be the same it's like what the fuck how are like i was geeking i was like i don't know what i'm supposed to do like what the fuck bro and then they start cutting my hair and i'm like and then like after like you you and the band were like just stay stay for like a half hour 40 like do your thing man and then like watching you guys interact was just like full hearted, like just friends, like shooting the shit. Like, Oh, weren't you at other place last week? It was like super cool to see. And then going to Chicago and, 
and, and seeing your, you know, your Instagram stuff. And then you coming out to say hi to me with your other friend. It was just like, yo, you guys are doing awesome stuff, raising all that money. And it was just like, you know, this is so cool coming from like a barbershop to now this. And it's, it was just surreal. And I guess like my take on it was just like, it's like an eye opening experience. And I'm very glad to have you on the podcast to explain like what it is exactly you do. And it's cool to see it like in different places. And like, I'm, I, me and Batch talk about you guys all the time. And then, you know, I shout out to fucking handsome Bostonian barbershop and dev, dude. That guy's the fucking man, dude. He fucking cut my oh, yeah. hair what two weeks ago i got the beard nice and lined up bro got people go. looking at me thinking i'm nice and good looking <laughs> but um that's my rant dude i just it's fucking yeah no cool, that bro. and that that ghost inside thing was cool man and i didn't think much of it like it was almost like uh you know and it started as like not like a joke like oh this will be funny like to have the band fuck up someone's hair but it was just like you know again i hate to sound like so like jaded with it but like i get like for someone like you like to experience that and have like a, a super cool experience with it. Like I didn't think of something like that coming out of it. It was just like, Oh dude, it would be cool content to, to have, mm. you know, some fans win and, and you guys can like cut their hair and then we'll fix it after or whatever. Yeah. Um, but like just kind of seeing it firsthand, like, you know, me and Jim uh, from ghost inside talked after and I was just like, dude, this is like probably one of the cooler things we've been able to do. And, you know, they, uh, we actually just posted it today. I mean, it's been announced for a while, but they're doing their own festival in Vegas. Um, yes next, next month mm -hmm. um you know i think it's like hey breed comeback kid and uh we came to romans and some other cool bands but like you know to kind of parlay on it like you know he hit me up and was just like hey like the before the second day we're gonna do like a big fan fest or like you know and i think we kind of got the gears turning where it was like dude we could have like fans come out and like so like i think chris and zach are gonna like give like guitar lessons and like teach people how to play a couple ghost inside songs and that's like, so fucking sick. we're gonna be there and do the kind of the same thing we're like you know have you know have a couple of the guys cut some hair and you know we'll fix it after they they butcher it <laughs> and, yeah uh, <laughs> but it, it's turned into this like cool thing and i i don't think any of us or me, me or jim kind of thought how cool it would be when we were doing it and then kind of seeing it firsthand it was like oh man this is this is something special other than just kind of cutting artist hair backstage it was cool so we definitely i definitely want to do do more stuff like that for sure yeah and i think that's like like i said for me that was like super like i don't even know dude it, there's no words for it man it literally i my head's so in a bad mental health space and to be able to be there was like the most uplifting experience i remember batch text me like bro you deserve this have a fun time tonight and it was just like oh it's happening and it was just like Yo, like I, I've met those lads a few times up in Boston. I've seen almost every single show they've ever performed, starting from Warp Tour, dude. I remember going to Warp Tour watching them, and I was like, "Yo, there's like ten people in the Circle Pit, and there's only like twenty people watching." And I literally have the YouTube video of me in a Circle Pit with like probably twenty people. I've been watching them since day one. I got to meet them, and like I got to express my mental health to them, and how like the music legitimately saved my life. And it was so beautiful to be able to meet the guys, hang with the guys, and like they're just an amazing group of people. And then to do what you guys are doing, like you're going to be doing that for other people, you know, which is cool in the next thing you're doing, which is, you know, it's just, it's bigger than just giving a haircut is basically what I'm trying to say, you know? No, absolutely. I think, I think they got a lot out of it too. You know, I mean, like obviously the shit that they went through and oh my you know, God. their music saved their lives. You know what I mean? Exactly. Like getting back and coming, you know, it's funny. I actually sent an email to one of my sponsors um, about, cause you know, we get fest all the time. So that like the ghost inside was one I hadn't sent them, uh, to do with us. I'm like, Hey, we just got another fest. Like you guys want to do it. And they were like, Oh, like we've never, we don't really know these, this band is just like a smaller one. I'm like, Oh, it's like a smaller one, but like this band's like pretty big, like kind of like, gave them the story. And 
I sent them a YouTube link to uh, like the intro and like first two songs when they played Shrine in LA, like their first show back after like 1300 days or whatever. And, uh, you know, this girl's like, you know, she likes like, uh, like Lizzo and like, you know, Cardi B, you know, that's like, that's her realm. And I sent it to her and she was just like, holy shit, this is like, this is insane. Like, yeah, we're we're hundred percent. in. like, (laughs) so I, I think like with, with, with these guys, like being able to play after so long, is is rewarding for them but like being able to do stuff like this with fans and kind of like hear hear people you know tell stories of like how their music has impacted them because you don't get to hear that you know like a lot of bands don't do meet and greets Mm um especially with like covid they kind of just stopped um or bands Mm. just don't like to do it um you know because you know every most fans are cool but then you get like a couple punishers and the bands are just like "Ah, all right man like move along um so like for them to just be able to like sit give a haircut and like shoot the shit with you guys. Like, I think, you know, that was, that was something they'll never forget either. So I think yeah. it, it went both ways where it was a super special night for them as well. That's really cool to hear too. Cause like you, I think, I don't know how I'm wording this, but like, I don't think about that as much, you know, like I, I you forget about that stuff when you're just in the realm of it. So that's really cool to hear. That's a good inside uh, perspective of what they go through as well, especially with the accident. I mean, shit. They, fuck dude that thing's that's a whole nother story on its own but anyways yeah that's fucking awesome <laughs> yeah i mean <clears throat> like to piggyback off what you said Zay, it's like about you know bands not really like wanting to really do the meet and greet thing like i instantly think of a, a guy parker cannon mm-hmm. like how he like i listened to he did an interview on Forum of Sound, and it was like, you know, I know he gets a lot of shit for not being, like, the most personable guy, but, like, me and Steve had, like, a moment with him for, like, 25, 30 minutes, and it was like, I was messaging you about it. I was like, this dude was, like, the coolest dude ever, like, and he's like, you know, I like just going to shows and just hanging out and watching bands. I like, he's like, and then I got a million people coming out to me being like, are you Parker Cannon? Like, <laughs> be exhausting. like yeah. yeah, it's just like, you know, so when we saw them again, we, we saw no pressure again. And we like waited for him to come out just to like tell him, you know, he killed it and blah, blah, blah. And like, as I'm like shaking his hand and like talking to him for a minute some girl legit almost ran me over (laughs) and was like can i get a picture can i get a picture and he was like i was just having like a conversation with someone he's like whatever yeah sure like the girl it's definitely it's definitely exhausting i mean i can't imagine like i was on the phone with my partner alex the other day uh they just wrapped up their their world tour um and uh i forget where he was but you know we're on the phone we're having like a pretty deep you know, conversation about whatever was going on. And someone came running up, you know, basically didn't even ask. I just like started taking photos and you're just like, yeah, Eric, hang on a second. Let me, let me just take a couple photos. And then he looks like he sees like a tag or mention on his Instagram. And it was like a photo of like him doing a weird face, like on the phone with me. And he's like, dude, they could have just like politely waited and asked for a photo after <laughs> That's so like, awkward. In the middle of the conversation. Yeah. It's just like people. Well, he's got like, like a photo. He's like, you know, talking to me <laughs> on the phone. <laughs> Uh, it's just like but, you know I, it's gotta it's gotta be exhausting i mean obviously you appreciate your fans they're the reason yeah. right right you can tour and you make a living but like it's gotta be exhausting after a while like just having that sort of like incognito life of being able to just like walk around like i couldn't imagine like you know 
Kenny from starting line being able to like walk around this weekend right. like when we we're young or something like Gerard obviously would never be able to walk around oh it when we we're God. young. But like <clears throat> you gotta think like all these guys, like they love all these bands that are playing. Like oh yeah. Unless they're like on the stage, which you know, everyone wants to be on the side stage to watch music. It's the shittiest place to watch music because the sound sucks. Mm-hmm. Like they can't just like sit out in front and watch, you know what I mean? They'd be they'd be pestered and bothered and so I mean it's 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 definitely tough. Uh, and you can you can tell some people navigate it well, others don't <laughs> yeah i know it's like that would be just like so because fr- people like don't have any i don't want to say they have no respect but like they don't respect like boundaries and shit you know like it's it's weird you know and especially with like the social media world like with people oh, yeah. posting and and i hear i hear like podcasters and comedians talking about it all the time and i never really thought of it <clears throat> but like when you're like a just a face on a screen uh or like you know a voice on spotify or something like you as that like fan feel some sort of like ownership to yeah. that person like you you almost feel like you know them or you're friends with them so like you don't think and i, I i'm not like this but I'm, I'm guessing like you know when people like run up like yo let me get a photo or you know bothering people while they're eating or whatever like they don't see it as like rude or annoying it's just like oh my god i love you you should love this like this is mm. cool you know what i mean like i don't think people think of it um but it's, they, they, they do feel some sort of like ownership towards that person. And, you know, there's a right way to do it. And it's, it's just being polite and, and picking your time to do it. You know, if you see them in a conversation, like don't run up and, and ask for a photo, you know, wait till they're done or walking away. And, you know, most of the time, like, dude, like, like with Parker and you guys, like most of these times, if you just have like a conversation, like they'll talk to you for a half an hour, an hour, like they just want to have a friendly conversation with people. But if like, all you care about is a photo to post on Instagram, it's yeah. like a, a weird clout flex thing like they'd rather yeah. you not take a photo and talk to you for an hour yeah because i know he asked us to take a picture he was like yeah. you guys want a picture oh, yeah, like, yeah, dead ass. yeah dead ass and like his father had just passed not too long and i think the first thing i said to him was you know sorry about your dad passing and then immediately it was just like we're gonna talk for a minute so we had a good five minute and then yeah like batch said he was like you guys want a picture or something like before oh, yeah. I, i'm gonna probably go out back soon and it was like what <laughs> it seems it seems like he's having he's having a lot of fun with no pressure and oh uh, he is. And he's in good spirits all the all the videos i see it seems like he's in a good mood on stage which is nice 100 percent, yeah dude. he's uh he's loving it for sure um but yeah man it's just uh i don't know i've always, like i always get like weird like i don't want to bother them you know Cause it's like, I, I think of how I would feel like if I was like having a conversation with like you or Steve mm-hmm. and like some, someone came up and was like, Oh my God, let me get a picture. I'd be like, wait a fucking minute. <laughs> yo, yo, we would be the opposite, bro. You would dead ass be like, if, can you fuck off? And I'd be like, come on, dude, let's like hear him out at least, bro. <laughs> yeah, man. No, that's, that is true, man. Um, I, I, I want to know more about, um, like, it's just me being curious about like your like fuck the words are not coming out of my mouth tonight excuse me <laughs> i was saying it before the podcast can you explain a little bit more like how it is behind the scenes for you as far as like getting set up for these festivals or or how it is when like you get involved with these festivals as far as like you know like what's like a day in the life of you you know getting involved in these and then what kind of like what kind of goes around when you do charity events for these cuts and stuff? Like how, how did you get involved with that? And what's the day in the life of like getting ready for this type of stuff? Um, I mean like charity stuff's definitely different 
um, it's a lot, I mean, I wouldn't say easier or less stressful. Like we just did the, the event with Liv in Chicago two weeks ago. And basically with that one, it was like, all right, we're going to donate a thousand dollars to every mullet you do. And we ended up raising $120,000 for charity shit, uh, over, over three days, which is crazy. We did a lot of mullets. Uh, it, it, you know, <laughs> it, it helped, it helps when Cam Smith is there. So they're just like, there you know, go. I, want, I want Cam's mullet. So um like that i mean that's different because we have like a team working with us we're working with a company um with like festivals like it's a lot of planning and logistics like in the beginning um like throughout the year like i'm I'm working non-stop but like once we get out there it's nice because you know we don't have like bosses or no one's like breathing down our neck or making us do stuff it's almost like i have a point of contact they show me where we're setting up and then unless i'm friends with like the owner um or i need something like i don't I don't see that like we're just in our own world and we do what we do. And, you know, I, you know, we're there, you know, I do most of them myself. And then, you know, Maddie takes the bulk and Alex does them when he can, but, you know, being a dad with two young girls and being a full-time barber and then now back to gaslight, like his time's a little limited um, where me and Maddie have more free time. Um, but, you know, a lot of the times we have barbers that are out, <clears throat> you know, they're, they've never cut, they've never done this before. You know what I mean? They've never cut outside the shop. So it's like, this is a completely new world for them. So it's almost like getting out into the parking lot or finding where they, you know, they're like, Hey, I'm here. And they're like two miles away. So like trying to track them down, getting them in, getting them their credentials. So like, it's a lot of like babysitting and handholding in the beginning, kind of getting everything ready. Um, and then, you know, once we're there, it's, it's smooth sailing. Like, you know, we're, especially for like the, the festivals we're set up, like in like the artist lounge where there's like, an open bar for the, you know, for the artists, there's like usually like a masseuse set up or like they're like trailers and dressing rooms. So it's, it's a very, that's the kind of like their like sanctuary uh, and kind of like their escape where they can go and, you know, not get bothered by anyone. So like, they're just there. So it's almost like I have nothing to do for four hours. I might as well, you know, go get a haircut or go grab some product or half the time, like they'll get a haircut the first day and they're there like the second day. And, they're just bored. So they're just hanging out, shooting the shit and talking, um, huh. which is always cool. But uh, I mean, it's, it's definitely hectic days, but um, you know, once, once we get going, like, especially like a three or four day fest, like after like that first day, it's pretty, pretty smooth sailing. That's awesome, man. That's a cool inside perspective too. And, and it's cool. Cause like when I was at uh riot fest, it was uh, it was interesting to like see, <clears throat> excuse me, I'm choking on goldfish pretzels here. <laughs> That's not what I expected. Batch is so mad at me. Uh, no, when I was at Riot Fest, uh, it was cool to see, like, uh, I met up with your buddy there, or I walked into your buddy there, who I commented on his shirt, and he was looking at me like I was fucking out of my mind. Like, how the fuck do you know this Bostonian barbershop shirt? <laughs> Which was cool. And then he ended up grabbing you. But it was cool to see you, like, going in and out of, like, the places that most people aren't allowed, I'd say, like, behind mm-hmm. the scenes and stuff. So, it was cool. And I'm sure like, did you jump from stage to stage backstage to watch events during like that, like those three days? Yeah. I mean, stuff? obviously it's, it's a nice perk being able to, <laughs> to go backstage and not have to like, if you want to go to the stage at the opposite end, you don't have to cut through everybody. You can kind of just make a quick little line backstage. But I mean, that's, that's the nice perk. And, and, and to kind of go back to like having these barbers out that have never done this, like it's a cool experience for them too. Cause you have these guys that, you know, they cut, 40 50 hours a week in a shop every single day behind the chair so like having them come out they're out of their element they're getting to mm-hmm. have some sort of like vip kind of treatment you know they're getting pampered they're backstage you know 
doing haircuts, but they're getting free drinks at the bar. They're getting free massages as well, like catering, you know, we're sitting so with cool. artists getting food. So like for them, it's a cool experience. Cause it's like, without this, they may never experience that sort of situation. So it's, it's cool to kind of, you know, I definitely have fun out there. Uh, before COVID, I, I kind of got a little burnt out. I think I went six months without watching a single band. Like I stayed backstage oh, wow. in my area and I never ventured out. I didn't watch any band. I was just like, I'm so sick of music, man. Like oh, no. I was just so <laughs> sick of traveling. Yeah. But you know, the, the little, the little COVID reset was nice. Uh, some time away from it, but um, it's, it's cool to see, you know, through their eyes, like them experiencing this stuff where it's like, you know, we had one dude that was um, a big Elkline Trio fan at, at Riot Fest and we had just wrapped up like maybe 20 minutes before. And I'm like, Oh, do you want to go watch him? He's like, Oh, I don't, I don't really like crowds. Like, I don't know. We'll, you know, we'll go on the stage. Like you can see, like stand right next to the drummer. So I kind of just like seeing him like filming and taking Yo. Instagram stories and like, <laughs> oh, man, watching dude. it through, watching it through him kind of experiencing this, like this VIP experience, if you will. Uh, it, it's always cool seeing that shit. So I, I love being able to kind of show these guys that have never seen this stuff like that uh, I, I love kind of being able to do that for them that's cool so you kind of get to relive it a little bit too just by their bit, emotions yeah. which is cool and do you following up with that um do you have like your go-to barbers that you bring every time or does it kind of switch up with like all right you're coming to this one or how does that all work yeah i mean it's so i mean our core people are you know the kid core you met uh, you know he mm-hmm. cuts in our whitman shop uh, my manager at the whitman shop matt devin goes out to a bunch uh, and Hanson, but like I have my sister goes out to a lot before she had a kid. Um, but like, you know, I have like my Bostonian guys, but just from doing this or just from social media and, and, you know, whether it's Bostonian or idle hands pages, you know, meeting cool people. And, you know, now we have sort of a Rolodex in, in every city. Um, and then, you know, working with different, different sponsors, whether it's like a, our booking company that we work with a pomade company, a clipper company, like they have their like ambassadors that work for them. Um, so they send out like some big names and like the hair industry to come on cut. Um, so we, yeah, we never have like a shortage of barbers. It's always, that's kind of always the easiest part, uh, them embroiders. It's like, usually I'll post up the flyer, like, Hey, we're doing when we're young and the DMS just get blown <laughs> off of like, yo, can I come out and cut? I'm like, dude, I've, we've never even talked before. I got like 30 people that are like <laughs> my friends that have already asked, like maybe next year. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah, I um, I think you're like my go-to guy when like I need to know if like something's like legit. <laughs> but like if I have like any like pop punk question, I'm like, let me ask Zate. Zate will know. Yep. <laughs> like when I saw yeah, the, I got, one, the big when, one when we were young thing, <laughs> dude, I was I, like, is, is this real? We didn't even we didn't even announce that we had it. Like so, like Maddie's good friend um, is one of the owners of that. So like we knew about it before they you know, they made it public. Um, and like, it Mm. it was like, I would say like, we, we had it like once he announced it, but he was so busy. He's like, yeah, you guys are good. Just like hit me back in six months or whatever it was. Um, but like, you know, we, we just posted it like pretty recently that we're like doing it and like actually officially confirmed it with the fest and like sent in credentials. So like a lot of fests, you know, they run like that where it's just like, you know, you have the headliners, you have like all the bands, you got to worry about production. And then like, we're the lowest people on the totem pole you know, we're cutting hair backstage. Like they don't care about us. Um, so like, we're like the last thought that they have. So like, we never, we never announced that we were doing it. Like we, I didn't even post, I didn't even like reshare it from my personal being like, yo, this fest is sick. Um, but like, man, like I, I can't tell you how many people were like, Hey, is this a real thing? Like, trust me. It's, 
it's a real thing. Like a lot of money went involved into this. Like it's, it's a legit thing. And I think people were honestly, I think people are still skeptical. Mm. I think until it happens, Reddit comments come out or like blog posts come out about like how chaotic it is. And I think it's going to be a lot of people that have never been to a festival and never been Mm -hmm. to a warp tour that are going to hate it. They're going to absolutely hate seeing their favorite band play six songs uh, in the sun in Vegas. Um, I mean, (laughs) fucking the way she fucking goes. (laughs) But, but you know, they're going to keep cranking them out, man. Like, dude, they fucking sold out next year, day one, you know, I'm sure they're going to add more days. Like they have to like, it's, I mean, look at that lineup they have for next year. Like, you know, piggybacking off of blanks announcement. I mean, it was, fucking genius marketing where they're just like oh, hey Blink's coming out. also they're playing this also green days on it also here's the fucking lineup who wants tickets they're on sale tomorrow like, yeah. yeah like i i got tickets like i spent way too much money on them but i got them because <laughs> probably, like, probably cheaper probably cheaper than getting blink tickets in uh, boston it was about the same <laughs> yeah. for two tickets yeah. like and my fiance was like are we really going to like, she's sitting there on the computer with her finger on the enter thing. And she's like, are we really doing this? And I was like, push the goddamn button. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, do you see that lineup? Push the button. On <laughs> it, it was crazy seeing that lineup. Cause like, you know, me and my two partners, like just talking like, dude, who the fuck are they going to get next year? Like, I'm like, it has to be blank or like somebody big. Like there's nobody else. Like they, they got everybody, you know, obviously like there was like the new founds and stuff like that, but like, yeah if they could have in a perfect world, you know, touring, you know what I mean? Like, it's just, they got a scheduling and stuff. Like I'm sure, you know, newfound had something going on or with Chad, they didn't want to do it this year with everything Mm. he's going through. So it was more of like a, you know, Hey, if you guys do it next year, we're in. So I think they had so many people reach out to them that they almost had year two booked before, you know, even finish this one. So I think it was an easy thing. Like, I don't know who the fuck they're going to have next year. I'm like pretty excited or two years. I'm I'm pretty excited to see who they, who they grab for that. So you must have known about the blink thing before all of us knew. Um, I didn't really know about the blink thing to the scale that it was going to be. So like, obviously, you know, being friends with, with Matt Skiba, um, you know, Alex and him, <clears throat> him are very, very close. Like, you know, heard rumblings that, you know, this was a year plus ago, like that Tom, mm was thinking about coming back and stuff like that. So like, I think it was always like, Hey, is he coming back? Is he, you know, what's going on? And I think like once, once Tom and, uh, or once uh, Mark, you know, went through all his cancer stuff and seeing him and, and Tom kind of reconnect, I think it was almost like, you know, no one really talked about it, but I think it was like, a, Oh, this is it's a never- yeah, it's just a matter of, I, just a matter of time till this is going to go again. I think when, when we saw that happen, me and Steve were like, so when's the reunion? Like <laughs> it's yeah. crazy. It's cra- you know, Again, you know, I I was very big on the on the MGK train a year or two ago. Uh, Sorry to hear that. <laughs> I got I got a, I got a lot of friends at work. I got a lot of friends at work for him, and he's a super nice dude. So no, I'm sure he is. That. I'm sure. But, like... uh, you know, like what just what he did for dude, fucking you know, bands with guitars weren't headline. You know, you had Metallica right. and Foo Fighters, like emo, like dude. Before before all this, like. You know, my cam like they weren't playing arenas. Like they no, probably they would they they would probably have a House of Blues tour. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, 100%. Yeah. not to not to say MGK would you know made this happen, but he forged this fucking path for all these bands to kind of explode. Like, dude, a fest like this wouldn't have happened a few years ago. Like, you you had fests no. like that, like Bamboozle, and it just didn't work. No. Like, yeah, 
you have you have these bands now like dude fucking turnstile is playing god in in yes. stores apart playing fucking dude, arenas like it's turnstile nuts. we saw turnstile in 2018 they opened for the story so far at the paradise yeah and like to see where they've come in like four years is it's not insane it's so mm-hmm. it's so sick it's so sick to see you know and, it's crazy too like i saw them at firefly which is like a mm-hmm. a mixed kind of whatever fest with with every genre and they played um to a massive crowd and i was like man there aren't that many hardcore or pop punk or whatever you want to call it type fans like here like who the hell are gonna listen to them and dude their fucking set was crazy like people were going these are like frat dudes and fucking oh yeah you know what i mean <laughs> it was just like this is nuts dude this is like some rip dude without a shirt on oh like, it's great their stage performance like, is nuts. out fucking matched right now i love it too and like their set their set, i don't know if it's their full set design but i just saw like one of their videos of them playing in new york like it was like an outdoor like stadium like a small stadium and they had like this massive screen of like just a camera so it was like you know a blown up photo of him singing and whatever but it was just like their set design if that's what it is for the whole tour it's fucking nuts that's sick but you know yeah. to get back to it like seeing seeing what people are doing now it's it's crazy like and you know i i don't think you can give mgk all the credit but you you got to give that dude some credit because that was not happening until he fucking exploded and it, i think it was just so many things lined up whether it was like his weird beef with eminem him being in mm. you know some pretty mo- decent movies and tv shows and like dating a not a-list celebrities but you know dating celebrities and like yep. all these things kind of happened and then i was like oh here's this record and it, it you know it came at a time like covid like no one was doing anything people wanted something new and it was just like oh this is cool and then it was like mainstream cool and then it was like oh you guys like that like we got this band blink 182 they're actually gonna yeah. come back like it's like you know well, i mean tra- these- travis barker with with mgk was huge too that i feel to get to bring in that yeah. scene of like, oh, I, I know Travis Barker through MGK, which now I know Blink-182 through all of this, too. Exactly. So, I mean, dude, you're going to, I think, you know, I think for the first time, and I don't know when the last time, besides like alternative radio stations, I don't know when the last time like Blink was like on the radio, like on like Probably repeat, like 2000, I, just, 2001, bro, 20, my, 20, something, 20 something years. Like you're going to see them yeah. back on the radio in full rotation with this record. I guarantee bro, I tell you right now, my sister, it's 718. She texted me down here. She goes, they're, uh, they're playing edging at the Bruins game right now. This is crazy. <laughs> that what, what? That's that's what we're talking about. Like it's already it's happening. It's friggin- <laughs> oh shit. I forgot the Bruins are back to back tonight. Yeah, I know. And like, I was thinking the same. Um, but uh dude it's it's nuts and and you know it i love to see it man like it's it's great to see bands that i grew up listening to back blow up like headlining and like getting this kind of like resurgence like facts not that like not that like you know green day's always been big um they never kind of like faded away like they've always had kind of like steady hits and songs and and kind of uh that that big press but uh dude i saw them at, at firefly as well a couple weeks ago and again fucking massive crowd and i was like i knew green day was big i didn't realize they were like this big cardi, cardi b big like yeah. massive big you know what i mean like their crowd was bi- probably the biggest the entire weekend you know and it's just it's cool to see that again i think the the biggest thing that i'm seeing is like is like this is the biggest thing we've seen in the scene in a decade or, or more like mm-hmm. this is like the craziest like comeback i've ever seen of like our generation of pop punk mixed with the new generation of pop punk and other styles. Mm -hmm. And it's like what we didn't have warp tour for so long. And then we had all these individual tours with big bands. And then 
I don't know what happened for a bunch of years. Maybe I'm just, you know, naive and I wasn't in it as much, but like, I haven't felt this excited since like a warp tour lineup when it was like stacked. And this is like that same energy. I feel like we are like the new generation along with us are being going to create this like new energy of another 10 years of this amazing, great lineup. So just like, old bands that we fucking love with these new bands that are coming up like turnstile and fucking you know new projects like no pressure or hardcore bands like end it like this is just like mm-hmm. a collaboration of like a, a new fucking fucking part of our generation it's so cool man i'm just excited i'm stumbling my words but it's like so cool because like yeah i don't know this i've never texted batch so much about music since like fucking story so far 2018 but like, you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> yeah, man. No, I mean, it's 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 an exciting time if if, you, if you're into this music. And I don't think it's like a, you know, it's it's not like a oh, this is a cool experiment this year with with when we we're young, emo and pop punk were were cool for a year. Like, I, you know, I think this is going to be another wave where, yep. you know, like when I got into it in the early 2000s, like for me it was big. But it was like, dude, I was seeing these bands in like VFWs, you know. Yeah, what I mean? bro. Like, yeah. Yeah. I actually, I, I actually just saw a video of, of my camp playing a bowling alley in like 2003. <laughs> we like popped up on TikTok and it was just like, there's like nine people there. Like, this That's is great. insane. Like, it's but wild, like, man. you're going to get this, you're going to get this kind of resurgence of all this again. And, and you're going to get a lot of, I think, bigger bands that are broken up, you know, doing reunions and maybe being like, hey, like, let's not just do a reunion run or this 20th anniversary of this record. Like, let's, let's be a band again. Yeah. Um, which is exciting for me to see old bands that I haven't seen in 20 years. Um, like I mentioned before with when we were young, like very excited to see starting line. Like they've always been one of my favorite bands and they play once a year in, in Philly. And I, I actually, I saw them on the last warp tour, uh, in California that we did, um, when they did the two, they did Atlantic city and then, mm-hmm. um, Cali. And I saw them then. And I think before that I was on their last tour. It was like, Four Year Strong, uh, Starting Line. Mm, I forget who the others were. Maybe Fireworks. I can't remember. Mm. Um, but dude, that was like two thousand nine or ten. That was the last time I saw them. So like, being able to get to see them twice this weekend, like I'm, I'm so fucking excited. Oh yeah, and like to go like as much as like me and Steve were like not big fans of like mgk's music like it would be so like we would be lying if we said that like he didn't like he wasn't at the forefront of like bringing this music back because whether you loved him or you hated him like you were talking about him yeah and like you exactly. were talking and, about and, pop and that's the thing is like i appreciate what he's done you can you can hate mm-hmm. that or, or like that you know i'm not i'm not listening to him on spotify singing along to every word or memorizing songs and like you know, I'm not, and it's very kind of cookie cutter music, which I'm sure he would admit as well. Like it's very mm-hmm. old blank, kind of just very basic, you know, yeah. chords and whatever. Like all the small things. <laughs> and exactly. And uh, I just think it, like you said, it got a lot of people talking and it, it got weirdly people excited for, you know, it got this new generation and, and it's always the young kids that push it. And that's why Warp Tour failed was they stopped losing or they, they stopped gaining the young the young crowd like basically warp tour average age i think i heard kevin say once um was 19 or 20 was like the cutoff like basically he needed a new group of 13 to 18 year olds every year to get into it um and then it's kind of stopped when young kids weren't getting into that they were getting into 
EDM or country and they were stopped listening to, you know, yeah. into that. And, and now, you know, I'm not into the, the emo TikTok kind of wave that's come out, but dude, you're getting, yeah. you know, you're getting these like 10 to 16 year old kids into, into emo music, which is weird, but it's, it's fucking cycling back in and helping bands like, you know, some of my good friends Bayside, like yeah. you're seeing, you're seeing like these people like use their song in a, in a TikTok that like goes viral. And then now these 12 year olds are liking Bayside. It's, it's, it's cool to see. And like all these bands are gaining these, these young fans, which they're the ones that are going to the shows. They're the ones that are buying, you know, merch and tickets and and supporting, you know, you got 35 year olds that, that aren't maybe supporting bands. Cause like, dude, I got a family, man. I can't come out to your show on a, on a Wednesday night. You know what I mean? Like, (laughs) but, but these young kids are, and that's, that's who you want to grab. So, I mean, you've got to, you've got to kind of, tip your hat to to the mm-hmm. emo tiktokers to mgk to to all these people that are that are kind of refueling this uh this emo revival oh yeah for sure and like i saw it with my um i think he's 14 my 14 year old cousin mm-hmm. you know the girl that dances to knuckle puck she does like a a weird like uh with the silhouettes on the ceiling, she like does this weird dance. No. It's on TikTok, but like he's watching that, and I was like, "You know who Knucklepuck is?" <laughs> and he's like, looks at me. He's like, "Yeah," and I was like, "How do you know who Knucklepuck is?" And uh, hold on a was, second, sorry guys, yeah, keep yeah, it yeah. on. Cool. See ya. And uh, um, he's like, this TikTok, and he like showed it to me, and I was like. That song came out when I was like 23. <laughs> like, <laughs> what the fuck? And he's like, Yeah, I like Knuckle Puck. Yeah. He's like, I found it because of this. It's like the coolest thing. I mean, that's it, man. That's, you know, like I found out about, you know, a lot of bands. Like, I, I think I probably found out about like Dashboard before like they were on like TRL, but like a lot of people were finding out about Dashboard and, and Cartel or, uh, you know a lot of these type of bands through trl and you know yeah that's that how was, i found that was like, so that was like a couple of years younger than me um generation of like the the pop punk emo like that's how they discovered a lot of music was was that you know i i had to find out from friends older brothers or like yeah. burnt cds i'm like yo who the fuck is this band um and then you know kids now are finding out about these bands that are 20 plus years old through tiktok and it's it's crazy but you know, I think a lot of these guys that are, are that are probably you know forty, fifty years old, like ah, fuck TikTok, blah, blah blah. But like, they're seeing they're seeing the Spotify numbers go up. Like, they're, oh yeah, they can talk all the shit they want, but they yeah, they, they say that, but I don't it. believe that shit for a second, bro. Come nah. on, come on. I know so, bro. I I work with the forty five year old, and he's like on TikTok two hours a day. Like, <laughs> come on, bro. You're definitely doing that. If it's not for it music or something else, it's for booties and boobies. <laughs> I don't, I, I don't know if, uh, if they were on it prior to the release of, uh, of the new record and, and kind of getting back together, but like seeing like Mark Tom and, and Travis on TikTok, like pretty, pretty frequently, like, you know, no, I think clearly, that was the first time. Okay. So like either they understood or someone younger than them was like, Hey man, like that's what you need to do. And yeah. They, They've ran to it, like you know. They're they're posting a lot of content, which is cool. They're fucking killing it, dude. I love I'm I sure, love seeing it. <laughs> I'm sure Mark was like, because Mark during COVID did the Discord and like mm-hmm. was doing like 
live streams and shit. So I'm sure he was like, hey, guys, this TikTok thing's pretty sweet. And like, yeah. I mean, Travis Barker's dating a Kardashian. So I'm sure he was like, oh, yeah, I've heard oh, of yeah. that. I mean, they're, exactly. <laughs> and then, dude, people are getting records off of, they're getting record deals off of TikTok. Like, I know, I know oh, yeah. a few artists that are like, Magnolia Park, I think, got one. They did. It. You know, there's that dude. Um, I just saw him at, at Firefly, too. Uh, he stopped by our booth. Um, Swaco. Uh, yeah. Swaco, yep. yeah. Uh, so, like, he he stopped by. But, like, my friend Nick. So, my buddy Nick, um, who I've known for a long time, he does all, like, the graphic designs for Bostonian Idle Hands. Um, but he was in the band the Ro- uh, A Rocket to the Moon. And, oh, no shit. You know, so, they stopped, you know they stopped touring, you know, he's a dad of like two now, like he's just like a stay at home dad and fucking, fucking plays, crazy. you know, he plays golf and, and he's a, an amazing graphic designer now. Um, but he did, he put out a record or not even, he put out like four songs like years ago under, under a project called beach weather. And he did a tour with like Paris and one of their songs, uh, sex, drugs, and et cetera, uh, is fucking like it's dude. He's got like, uh, like 200 million, streams on spotify with this song like someone used it on tiktok like dude uh cheech and chong used it Get on one of their videos me. like like <laughs> Holy it fucking shit. went viral and he got a record deal he's back to touring like he's he's playing a fucking arena in like two days with with like red hot chili peppers and like yo oh my god like it's it's crazy and like he'll he'll be the first to admit he's like dude i had no intention of being in a touring band again i had no like this is a song i wrote six years ago and put it out just i recorded it at my house and just put it out and like Isn't didn't think crazy? anything of it and tiktok got a hold of it and he's like dude literally gave me a second wind like i have a career now because of some song that blew up like it's fucking beautiful so if you're not if you're a band and you're not utilizing uh you i, I think you got to get with the times and, and start utilizing the, uh, the instagram reels and oh yeah the tiktoks and i mean that's an ongoing conversation i have with my partner alex because you know gaslight's very you know this is our music. We don't care about any of the, the theatrics outside of we're going to play some good music. And I'm constantly drilling like, dude, you guys got to get Instagram reels going. You got to get mm. like video people and you got to get into the, the times that are now with, with, with content. And, you know, oh, I yeah. think they're slowly starting to see it on this tour. It's like, Holy shit. Like, yeah. Like I, I filmed a video of them playing um, the new venue in Boston. Um, the MGM MGM. So I filmed, I filmed a little video on that and, the fucking you know it got it went crazy you know and i was just like dude see like this is literally me i have barely this is any me. followers. <laughs> I, i've been private until like a few months ago like i have no followers other than the people that i want to follow me mm-hmm. and uh it fucking went crazy like i was like now imagine if you guys did it and you guys posted this stuff so i think it's like these bands that didn't care about that stuff kind of slowly starting to see like this is the new way of of doing music and uh it's cool too for, as a fan because you get to see more content. It's not just music. You know, you're seeing, you know, behind the scenes stuff. You're seeing touring stuff. You're seeing like live show stuff of like, yo, I was at this show in Boston. They just posted this video from like uh, three days ago in, in Chicago, or whatever. I can kind of see how that show went. Like, so you yep. kind of like almost mm-hmm. like keep track and keep dibs on, you know, what your favorite bands are doing. Yeah, and that goes yeah. back to what we were starting, I think, talking about earlier, where it was like, you know, having an idea of like this, what you call friendship or relationship with the bandmates, because we have mm-hmm. so much fucking viral shit or just like content that people can be a part of, which, you know, is is, is such an amazing thing. I know me and Batch constantly will like go to concerts and then we'll watch YouTube videos to see if we're like in the background and just like mm-hmm. see what's going on or 
we'll see how the show is like when no pressure first came out it was like yo what are these shows about and it was just like oh fuck this is cool this is the shit i grew up on like a hundred exactly and that's, and that's and that's you know and that's what i grew up on like you know being primarily from you know like the hardcore scene and in, in the south shore in boston and uh like early 2000s like you know there were like one or two photographers that were at every single show and like that was like literally like you'd go to the show they would have the post they have the photos posted that night of the yep. show so it's like oh yo, you can see me crowd surf and you can see me fucking in this like in this mosh pit or you can see me you know like jumping off stage or just being some young dumb idiot yep. uh and you know obviously that happens still but like now being able to see that with like hd video it's like oh there's me fucking you know walking on a bunch of people's heads off the stage yeah like, dude <laughs> in 4K. that's crazy <laughs> Well, that's like that's when we so were nasty. at uh, driveways and calling all captains and we got these dope ass pictures that came out the next day that were just like, we're right in front with our fists screaming and it was just finger pointing. And it was like, this is so badass, dude, to be able to see this shit. Like that content is so quick. It's so fun. It just and like brings me like, back. Exactly. Especially if you had a great time too. Like you, you know, oh, yeah. you, you, your work week sucked or, you know, your, your boss is a dickhead to you and you're just fucking pissed off or miserable or, depressed or whatever it may be like having that outlet to to let loose for a few hours and you know then seeing photos of it and being able to kind of relive that those happy moments and not being miserable at work is nice um yeah that's why i always i always like seeing photos of like you know the, the show the night before because i'm like oh that i'm at i'm at school now i'm still in fucking high school it sucks and yep. last night was awesome you know what i mean right that's dope. like I, I think it was like I think it was like the Lost for Words anniversary show. And like me and Steve looked at each other and we were like, this brings me back to when I was like 15 and like 16, like going to VFWs and going to like churches and fucking. Yeah. And like Kingston. And then like the biggest place that I went, I think was like Royale. And I was mm-hmm. like, this is like, this is it. Like, because I remember, I think back in high school, I think I went to. I don't. You were probably there. It was hit the lights, a loss for words, transit, and the story so far. It was like right before the story so far blew up, and there was a huge was, fucking was, brawl. I'm not gonna comment uh, on any of that night, actually. <laughs> it, dude, I got sucker punched in the eye, and I had a huge black eye the next day at school, and everyone was like, "What the fuck happened to you?" And I was like, "I went to the best show ever." Like you don't understand. <laughs> Like they were like, it must not have been that great. And I was like, no, you don't, you don't get it. <laughs> like, <laughs> it was incredible. It was funny. Uh, one of the bands on that were super, super young. I don't even know if they're a band anymore. Divided by something divided by Friday or hmm. uh, I forget. It was like one of the opening bands, but like, they were like, I think they were like on like fuel by or like they were, they were on like a, a bigger label and like starting to get pushed, but they were super young. And this is their first tour. Same with like, story like this was like probably like their second because i think tour. they i don't even think under soil and dirt was out yet i think it was that no. that split they did with maker um no no that i think their record had just come out maybe maybe i don't know it but either way like i remember these like young kids that were like opening the show or maybe they were right after story so far i can't i think could story open that they might have opened that i think they um, did but uh these kids were like petrified was like lost the words of these like criminals they have they have fist fights at their shows and like i forget i think we were where were we the, the next day i think we we're like maybe connecticut or something like that and uh just jokingly like 
the kid, one of the kids in the band was like saying something, not like Malty, but he was saying something. I was like, Hey, you guys remember last night? Why don't you mind your P's and Q's? <laughs> like <laughs> just kind of, just kind of like fucking with these young kids. That's fucking awesome. Oh my God. That's so, that was, that was such a fucking wild fucking night. <laughs> oh my god that was because i remember what like maddie specifically like mentioned that and i was like i was fucking there dude like that was so fucking crazy because yeah. i was like primarily there for them and hit the lights like i had no idea who story was or who the other bands were and then like story comes out and i was like oh my god dude <laughs> so that was that was a that tour was the first time i met them and um I forget where we were, like, like Rochester, New York or something. Like, it was a shitty show. Like, there wasn't that many people there. It was like a – man, I know, because they, they do pretty well in New York. Uh, I forget where it was. But either way, it was like the second night of tour because I, I came out after the first night. And, uh, you know, obviously, I've been friends with Hit the Lights guys for a long time and, and Lost Words and I don't and, and Transit as well. Um, I don't think I knew the others. But, uh you know, this band story so far was opening. I was like, oh, well, you know, these kids seem young. Let's, you know, see how they are. And like, dude, the, they played, I think they opened with like quicksand. Oh, yes. Like, yes, dude. And I yes. was like, I was like, I go to Maddie and I'm like, these guys, these guys should be headlining. He's like, no, <laughs> and I'm like, I go, no, dude, they're more popular than, than every band on this fucking bill right now. And he's like, nah, nah, this is like their second tour, like whatever. And like four shows in, I think, I think their record just came out and was like starting yeah. to kind of, you know, gain traction and like i remember it was like texas yeah, i think it was like dallas or something they played and it was just like okay they can't open anymore like they're too big like oh, they shit. should be they should be fucking headlining this 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 tour now like and i think everyone saw it like that's you so know, cool nick probably won't admit it but i think everyone was like oh fuck like these dudes are massive now yeah uh, so it, it's cool to see them from like that maybe 30 or 40 people going fucking crazy for quicksand which is like you know it's it, it, it was enough people for me to be like holy shit like this band's gonna be something there's you guys are gonna there. fucking blow up so like you know them playing main stage at, at, at riot fest and, and shit like that and you're like this it's it's fucking crazy to see how far these dudes have come you know i mean obviously they've been at it for a while now uh, i oh, still yeah. feel like they've been a band for a year but they've been a band for <laughs> i know quite it's a crazy. number of years now uh, like time's kind of flying by i think like I had the same like thought you did. I was like, Oh, this band's going to be pretty fucking good. Like, and then I think after that, they went on tour with the wonder years mm -hmm. and I saw them again. And that was when under soil and dirt had been out for a while. It was right before mm -hmm. what you don't see came out. They and played, like, uh, they played Royale on that, on that tour, I think. Yeah. It was either that or it was the, it was somewhere over there, the paradise store, like mm -hmm. something like that. But like, I was going for the wonder years and I was like, Oh, stories there. Like, that's cool. Like I'll go see them. And I left after story was done. Same, yeah, same thing like, on that. Same thing on that tour. It was like, they, they weren't the headliner, but they were drawing a bigger reaction, yeah, more energy. That's crazy. I think they've done it ever. I mean, look at fucking, you know, Will now he's playing fucking guitar on Newfound's last tour while Chad was out hurt. Mm, true. Oh, that's awesome. Stuff. Like talk about full circle for them. That's so yeah. cool. Yeah. And then um doesn't um doesn't Mike from Set Your Goals play drums for them now on tour? He's playing for them now, yeah. His brother wow. was the old drummer. Oh, okay. That's who it was. All right. I knew and it was now, something. And, and then um 
you know, obviously set your goals aren't playing anymore. So yeah, he's, I think he's, I don't know if he's full-time or if he, I, I do know the last time I saw them, he was out with them. Yeah. That's it's like, just like going back to like those old, like before they were huge, like shows It's just like, oh, it's so cool. Well, that's what I feel about captains right now. That's what I mean. It's Cause like, they, they, they with driveways, it was like in New Hampshire, it was a bigger crowd for captains. Yeah, for sure. Way bigger. And that's just, I don't know. It's cool to and be they're a from Western that. Canada. Yeah. Like. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's always crazy to see bands, you know, starting out. Like, you can kind of tell who, like, I remember seeing like Paris the first couple of times because you know, oh, Maddie yeah. kind of broke them and was managing them the first up, in, up until recently. Um, but like, seeing them, they're like, oh, these, these guys are going to be fucking big. Or seeing, like, I remember seeing, um, what was that band that, I think they're like big on YouTube now, but like they had like a, a singer, two brothers, there's a singer and a screamer. Um, they they started when the kid was like super super young. Not um, Pierce the Veil. No, no, no. They're from New Hampshire. Um, my buddy Mike toured with them for for years. Um, I don't know. They, they were they're, they're like big on YouTube now. Like they do a lot of like covers and like huh. YouTube like music video type stuff. But I remember seeing them for the first time. Like, oh, these guys are gonna be fucking massive and sure as shit they were that's pretty cool speaking of i may sound very old saying this i don't know if they're already big uh i was just introduced to them two days ago uh i think they're from mass that band valley heart oh Um, yeah yeah they're fucking i don't even know they're awesome i don't even think i know they just put out a couple songs dude they're so fucking good Uh, they're really i've been listening to them like nonstop for the last like two days yeah they're not like they're on the they're on the come up they're like they're right like a, they kind of sound like a they kind of sound like a citizens yeah know, like a um type band but like my buddy nick kept being like dude check them out check them out and i'm like i don't want to check out new music dude i'm good i'm good with the <laughs> people that i like i'm i'm all set and uh i listened to him the other day uh when i was flying home like dude i need something new to listen to on this 13 hour flight um so i saved you know probably like 10 of their songs and i think i listened to them probably like five times in the ride home on the flight home. It was just like, dude, this band is fucking good. You should have hit shit. us up. We would have given you all sorts of new shit to like, <laughs> I was, I was oh, the man. same way as you before this podcast. Like I was like, Steve would be like, here, check this band out. And I would be like, Mm-mm. I like the story so far. And that's it. Like, I don't need it. Like if it's not green day or like the story so far or neck deep, I don't need to listen to it. But like now it's like, because of this, like I have to almost, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like I see a band on like on Instagram or Facebook or whatever. And I'm like, oh, here we go. I got to listen to this now. Let's see what, <laughs> what this is all about. And I fucking love it. Yeah. Like I found we found so much new music because of it, like in and, all genres, too, for real. Though. Yeah. It's like it's so crazy. And like we talk about it on here all the time that like Western Canada has some, there's something in the water in Western Canada. Like <laughs> it's there's some crazy fucking music coming from from there. Like there's Colonel Captains, Chief State, Youth Fountain, um, this band Rest Easy. That's like an old school punk band. Like it's just so cool. All this shit coming out of Canada. Yeah, I mean this and this Canada's got a lot of it's an underrated uh, market. You know, I feel like a lot of bands don't play over there just because it's a pain in the ass getting over and going through customs and border and all that stuff. But like, there's there's a, a lot of a lot of good bands over there. 
Oh, yeah. Oh, 100%, dude. There's a lot of hard, new hardcore shit coming out, too, man, which is really starting to get me more back in the scene, which is, like, making me, like, very excited. Dude, yeah, like, like I, I, I mean, I that was, you know, I got into, I've always kind of been into, like, emo stuff. Like, pop punk was a little newer, but, like, you know, I've always just listened to hardcore. And um, I never really, like, got into, like, like, probably the newest band I listened to was, like, the Hope Conspiracy. Like, I didn't listen okay. to a lot of new, no, maybe, like, Have Heart or something. Oh, um, God, that's like, a classic. I didn't listen <laughs> I didn't listen to a lot of new hardcore bands and um, like maybe, I don't know, two or three years ago, like just started kind of like listening to different things. I know, especially like when I was like working out and, you know, going to the gym and stuff like, Oh, I need a new band to listen to. And like, dude, there's a lot of fucking, there's a lot of good bands coming out. Um, oh yeah. I don't have to listen to the same 10 bands over and over again that I've been listening to for 25 years. <laughs> Oh, it's right. nice, dude. <laughs> there's there's one that me and Steve just found. It's um regulate. Yeah, Harry from No Pressure. Okay. Is the drummer. And uh they're fucking unbelievable. Yeah, they just dropped a new album. We broke it down. It's absolutely fucking unreal. I know Parker's been posting about it on his uh his personal social media on Instagram. Just like randomly, like once a month he'll post about it. Then the nuts that like I found out about it and I was like, what is this fucking beaut of a fucking song? And it's so good, regulate. And then I found this other band called End It. And God, it's just that same stuff of like Terra, Half Heart, Madball, like Knock Loose, like just that crazy shit that just reminds me of fucking basement shows in Stoughton. <laughs> yeah, Knock Loose got me back into like the hardcore shit. Cause Billy uh, Weinstein was like, Hey, you listen to this type of music? He's like, Check out Knock Loose. And I was yeah. like, well, a name like Knock Loose, they must be nice and easy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, they, it was, they're fucking um, hard as shit. It, yeah, he showed me a different shade of blue, and like, holy shit, dude. Like, it was unbelievable. Yeah, it's awesome. So fucking good. It's good to see it, like, start coming back again, like oh, the scene sure. and everything. I mean, it, it's crazy, too. Like, um, you know, I... I I travel so much and I'm, I'm doing music, you know, involved in, in festivals and, and the music scene so much. So like, I'm only home for like one or two days a week. Like the last thing I want to do is to like go to some, you know, VFW show, not to knock on VFW shows. Like I was in bands growing up playing in, in bands and VFWs, but like the last thing I want to do is like go listen to more music. Um, but like Boston's specifically, like, I mean, so many small venues closed, I know. COVID, like you know me and um one of my barbers um ryan packer who's in Slapshot, um you know we actually almost bought a couple different spaces and put like 250 to 300 cap rooms just to like get a small oh, venue back dude. in boston and like it just didn't work out we're still kind of looking but there wasn't really anything great for us but um you know because of no small bit you know axis and avalon you know destroyed mm -hmm. not destroyed but you know jointed up to become house of blues like all these like middle of the pack like you have like harper's ferry or what, uh, whatever the hell it's called now um bright music hall yeah um you have all these like bigger rooms but like if you can't sell 500 tickets you'd play in like a, a knights of columbus or a vfw like there's no like smaller places so like you know when i was 16 going to shows like boston's hardcore yeah. and boston's like you know alternative scene like was so fucking big and every band wanted to come through and play you know especially if you're a hardcore band like you had to play a show in brockton because like that was like the mecca oh, yeah. hardcore yeah. 
And that all kind of just went away, you know, whether Mm -hmm. the people that were involved kind of got older, had kids and stopped doing it as much. But like, I would say over the last like 15 years, like Boston's local scene just died. It was was non-existent. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like I used to live right next to the ICC in Austin and, and, and worked there for many years and was like, dude, there was two or three shows every fucking weekend. Like I remember like, I think my first show there was like, probably like uh suicide file um is it like defeater and bane or something no no it was bane bane probably defeater came later but you know this was like probably like 2003 oh that's right Um, but it was like you know every every like big band in like boston hardcore was like playing this fucking show you know american nightmare suicide file um you know hope conspiracy and it was just like that that shit was every fucking, you know, every other night was like these fucking stacked, you know, and then you had like, later on, you had like, you know, a lost words and therefore I am and Vanna and these Vanna, bands for yeah. your strong, literally every other fucking week, you know, every weekend was these same fucking lineup. So like you had this great community of, of local mm-hmm. music and, and that just sort of died. Um, but like <clears throat> to get back in with the VFW stuff, like um, this kid, I know Chris, um, who's you know he's been in into a million different hardcore bands throughout the years you know um i I probably have been in a band with him too i can't remember but you know i've known him for 20 years you know him and uh my buddy colin um from clown of arabia like started booking bands again back in brockton and you know they're getting these fucking big bands coming through again and that, Mm. that was something that hadn't happened in a decade so it's cool to see these guys kind of take it over from the older guys that were doing it um not that they're young, they're, you know, in their thirties oh, yeah. to forties, um, oh, yeah. but like seeing these guys kind of take it back over and you're seeing like, you know, I see them post up flyers every week and it's like, Holy shit. Like you guys got these guys to come to a hall in fucking Brockton. Like, that's nuts. <laughs> oh, it's, you know? it's... Um, it's, it's cool. So it, it's slowly coming back, but it's cool to see that, you know, Boston or South shore Brockton, you know, has mm-hmm. a hardcore community again, which, you know, I've been so out of touch for, for so long that, I didn't even know there was one. And then I started seeing shows being posted again. I was like, Oh, it's sick that, you know, it's, it's, you know, thriving again. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. It's, it's cool from going like from blood for blood. And then now we have bands like pummel, which are coming out, which is like, Oof. it's like they're dude. That's a fucking talk about a band coming out strong. Now they're always pummel. playing at the sons of Italy and hang them. Okay. Yeah. Like, cause they just played a show. I think a few months ago with, with, um, Maddie's band. Uh, the world yeah like, i think that's right yeah whew, boy have i before i say anything let me see if he's posted anything <laughs> we can um, take it out let's see let's see no i can't i can't talk about it yet but they got they got a cool tour coming with uh, a oh. pretty big band uh, you guys you guys will you guys will hear about it soon i'll tell you I'll tell you off uh, off mic Oh hell yeah! I'm excited. <laughs> Fuck yeah! That's like, awesome. like you know what you were saying about the the Brockton thing. It was it's like cool to see bands like you know, like keep flying, come through, mm-hmm. and like oh, yeah. normally, like I'd say probably until about like three or four years ago, like you'd have to go to Middle East to see a band like Keep Flying or mm-hmm. some of the bands that we've had on here, and like it's like cool they're coming right down the street yeah yeah and like and that's how that's how it used to be man you used to have the biggest hardcore uh 
you know, post-hardcore emo bands, you know what I mean? Like you'd have fucking get up kids plan, you know, not that mm-hmm. ICC is local, but it's still, you know, it's not, it's a, my buddy, Eric, you know, it was him that he rented it from a church. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like they were just like these nice, I don't even know what religion it was, but they were just like, yeah, you can do your little show here. And it was like, <laughs> you know, I don't know how many people that thing hold like 500,000, maybe like 600 or something. I can't remember, but like, dude, it was some of the most like, insane shows that I've ever been to and like they had no idea like they were just like oh everything's good you know and then you know some people got hurt some people got sued so sadly it ended but like you know no one likes to play Middle East upstairs like it's just such an awkward like, really layout is. Um, so like you're getting these bands that you know usually Boston was like the mecca like oh we you know we're doing oh we're doing an east coast tour all right we got New York we got you know like Austin, Boston Brighton and was and, the and, yeah, and now people are just skipping over Boston because it's like, oh, it's if I true. can't sell out Brighton Music Hall, if I can't sell out, um, what's the new one in Cambridge? Um, 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 fuck. Not new, only, but it's the newer one. It's been open for a few years now. The only one I can think of in Cambridge is Middle Sinclair? East. Sinclair? Sinclair. That's it, um, yes. Yeah, so I mean, like, that holds a decent amount of people, too. So, like, if you're not close to selling that out, like, if you're, like, a baby band, but you, like, want to go out on, like, a little co-headline tour with another baby band and, like, you guys can't sell out 500 people, like, you know, the first few tours I went to, like, went on with the Lost Words, it was all DIY, and it was, like, venues or fucking rec halls or, like, yep. basements and shit like that. Like, you know, people just aren't doing that anymore. So they're just like kind of skip unless you do have a cool basement in a, in a, in a town that like you got some friends, but other than that, like you're just skipping over Boston. So it's, it's cool yeah, to see bands like that coming down this way, which, you know, normally they wouldn't. I see that's a lot like of bands. Many years. I think that's why captains didn't come here to I Boston. See, yeah. yeah. I was going to say, I see a lot of bands skipping us and going to New Hampshire. Like, if there's, yeah, I mean, if there's, if there's, if you're in that weird spot where you're, you're too small for some venues or you're too big for others, you just, you just completely skip it over. My buddy's the drummer for this like heavy metal deathcore type style band called Saving Vice. And they are like a bunch of them are from like Massachusetts and they barely do a show here. It's always every other state, Colorado, Philly, fucking you name it. And then New Hampshire. Yeah. And it's like they're from fucking here. <laughs> it's crazy. I mean, like I don't think people are as creative as they once were. Like I remember fucking Lost Words a couple of times. They played... um I think it was like Weymouth Animal Rescue or like the MSPCA no, or some didn't. bullshit. Did it was they like, really? Dude, it was yeah. literally, it was like an acoustic show. It was like the Lost Words, Rocket to the Moon, and like Therefore I Am or somebody like that, like an, just an acoustic show. It was like, dude, they, anywhere you could get a, a platform where they would let people in, like yeah. we were doing shows. You know what I mean? Like people, I don't think people are getting that creative anymore where it's like, all right, there's that one American Legion or there's that one Knights of Columbus that allows yep. shows. Like we're doing it here. Other than that, like, I mean, I remember like just being in bands in high school, dude. I, I had a list of every hall, whatever in, you know, a, you know, 30 minute drive. And it was just like, oh, we have a show. All right, let me call Kingston Knights of Columbus. Let me call, yep. you know, Whitman Knights of Columbus or Whitman VFW or this, you know, this venue. And it's just like, we would just book shows anywhere we could. And I don't uh I don't know if people have that drive to do that sort of DIY. I think it's more of like, we want to be put on a show. Like I see people complaining about, especially those like the new hardcore shows that are happening in Brockton and like their bands, like bitching, like, 
oh, we don't get asked to play. It's like, I don't know. Are you doing anything to, to be asked? Like, mm-hmm. are you guys yeah. putting on a show where like other people are coming out to be like, oh, yo, you guys are fucking dope. Uh, I booked this show over here. Like, why don't you come play with us? Like, you can't just sit around and wait for someone to go come get to it. Hear, you know what I mean? You got to go after it. And I don't think a lot of bands are doing that or younger, kind of like newer bands. Yeah. Like I see, um, you must know Tori from Transit. Mm-hmm. Um, his band, well, one of his bands, he's got like 12. <laughs> um, his band, um, Dog Hotel, and then his band, bloom like they'll always play at like breweries they're always playing at like night shift and everett because he came because he came from that diy background was like yeah just book wherever the fuck i can get a show man like it's just all about getting your music out in front of people and it doesn't matter where you're playing if you're at house of blues or a brewery i mean like you want to gain fans you want to keep building up exactly so and that's cool to hear that people like that that had some sort of level of uh of success that are just like fuck it man i'm just booking wherever the hell i can get a show yeah hell yeah man uh, you got anything else for the man steve or uh just my normal question i asked well i know the answer to it but go ahead <laughs> what do you mean <laughs> the answer is golf so <laughs> yeah i know yeah. <laughs> that's good what's he what is your question what's the only thing that brings you joy in life <laughs> no well yeah, yeah hold on, hold on guys, you're married right? you just Let's went not... on a honeymoon Eric. oh nah, she knows she knows she knows golf comes first <laughs> no no all right <laughs> oh shit um no all right so well actually one more question do you ever think they'll bring back a warp tour or do you think this is what we're going to get stuff like Riot Fest and when we were young? Is this the new versions of like I mean, these things? We got we got Bamboozle coming back this year, okay. um, which, we're, which we're doing. So I'm very excited about that. Um, I don't think you're going to see Warp Tour come back what it was. I mean, it's just doing it and now knowing the because I was just such like a naive young kid. You know, I, I think I graduated high school and I was out on Warp Tour like, I don't know a week later or something like i graduated i'm like all right see ya yeah uh, going going on to this <laughs> Hitting the road, traveling sideshow <laughs> yeah um I, I never realized like what went into it you know like as far as like the production and like just the logistics like mm. planning a festival um which you know i can talk about some stuff uh, the next time i come on but planning a festival yeah. like logistics on that is a fucking nightmare alone like never mind basically planning a festival every fucking day for the entire summer. Like, yeah, I, I don't know how Kevin did it. And he found a formula that fucking worked um, for many, many years until it didn't. And like I said, the only reason it stopped was because he wasn't getting the new kids again, which yeah. honestly, if it did come back, I think it would be successful again. I just think like maybe he's, he's been doing it for so long. Like he's a teacher now, like mm. he's got so many things going on. Like I, he, you know, it, maybe it could come back to a capacity of what it was for the end where it's like one big just fest and not yeah. like a when we're young, but like you got festivals like when we're young, I guarantee you're going to get copycats of other oh, festivals yeah. doing that oh, same definitely. formula. Like he may just be like, I don't want to compete with this, you know, who, who knows, you know, I mean, that dude, that dude's so driven and, and so, I mean, he broke so many fucking bands i mean goddamn Katy perry i saw Katy perry every day for an entire summer oh that's great uh, one year when warped i literally like i don't i don't 
I don't like her music. I literally just watched her every single day. Cause I'm like, dude, <laughs> this girl is going to be like fucking massive. And then like a week later, she had that fucking, I kissed a girl song on the radio. Yeah. Like I fucking told you guys, <laughs> like Kevin, Kevin has his, his finger on the pulse and That's good. Like, he, he knows he, he he's broken so many fucking bands um like pretty much every band that's playing when we we're young you know what i mean oh yeah um, so i don't mm. know if it comes i don't know if it comes back into what it once was you might see like a variation of it mm. or he could just be like you know what man like i did i did my time i don't i don't want to do it anymore or maybe someone takes it from him you know takes the reins and, and does it who knows but i i wish it would it'd be cool it'd be cool to see but i would totally understand why it wouldn't just because it's a logistical nightmare Fair enough. Imagine Fair enough. being those kids in his class. They have huh. no idea who this <laughs> yeah, yeah, teaching yeah, right? them. That's like, a I mean, no a lot clue. of them, a lot of them, a lot of them do because, like, it it is a it is a music course. Ah, okay. oh. You know what I mean? So, like, <laughs> okay. yeah. I mean, he's a he's a he's an uh, conductor. What the hell is he? Uh, UCLA. Oh. Um, oh, I think he teaches okay. like a like a music. I don't know if it's like music, not music theory, but like music production, or he does like something in the world that he's from so like i i guarantee not everyone kind of fully grasped the idea but like you know a lot of them it's fucking crazy like when Warped Tour was going on because he's been teaching for many years now like they're all like his interns you know what i mean so it was like True. hey like you you worked hard in school this semester come out come out with me on Warped Tour for the summer like and like they got even harder now like some of those <laughs> yeah some of those some of those kids now are like talent buyers like they're the ones oh, wow. booking some of like the biggest festivals on the fucking planet now and like they just did well in school with Kevin. And he was like, Oh, you work hard. Come out here. I'll open this door for you. And That's now awesome. they're fucking like oh. some of the biggest names in like the music industry. So um, mm-hmm. he's, he's, you know, he's, he's had, I, I think he actually stopped his company, but he had like, uh, it was like Kevin Lyman group, you know, he, you know, he, even if it wasn't like Warped Tour, like he helped like co-produce many festivals and shows and, you know, I'd like to see him do something, but who knows. That's badass. Hell yeah, huh. man. All right. Well, the question I usually end with is, yeah, we are a pop punk uh, podcast, but we're also a mental health podcast. And we did talk mm-hmm. a little mental health in this. Um, but I ask our guests every time before we end, if you could give uh, the audience, uh, you know, some coping mechanisms, some tools that work for you to help with, you know, anything that you're going through. And it doesn't have to be extreme and it can be extreme, but some things that help, like obviously we know golf is something. That definitely helps yeah. with you, <laughs> but yes. and, if, and if that's the only answer, that's cool, man. There's no wrong answer here. And uh, so if you could just give some tools so that way people can like put it in their bucket. So maybe if they're going through a hard time, breakup, depression or anything, they can maybe take that tool and it might work for them. Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, I think when I was younger, dealing with kind of like the everyday, like breakup sort of depression, it was, you know, I always gravitated towards music, whether it was just listening to a record or, or going to a show. I mean, I always kind of found comfort in, in music to, you know, if I was down or just in a bad mood, um, you know, I didn't really struggle with like crazy anxiety until, you know, mid twenties and then like opening businesses and like having more responsibilities and shit like that. And like now, you know, there's some nights where like, you know, I have crazy insomnia and it's, it's, it's fucking tough and it's hard to, to shut my brain off. Um, and I think obviously I'm going to say golf cause that's literally, I'm not going to say it saved me, but like, you know, the first, I would say week of COVID, man, I was, I was in a rough spot. Like I had, you know, I was like, man, I'm going to, I'm going to lose all my businesses. I'm going to lose my house. I'm going to, you know what I mean? Like I, I'm never going to, I gotta go find something else. I gotta go back and do you know, I was, you know, 
uh, union carpenter for many, many years. I'm like, fuck, I gotta, I gotta go probably fucking re up and, and pay my dues and get back into the union. I gotta, I gotta figure something out. And, um, with golf, it, it allowed me to, to shut my brain off. I'm not saying that's like the end all be all, but I think having some sort of outlet, whether it's a sport or fucking, you know, working out, I mean, is, is a big thing. Um, you know, I, I built like a home gym, uh, in my garage during COVID. Cause like I hadn't, this is like when golf courses were still closed. I'm like, I'm fucking going crazy. Like I gotta, I gotta do something. So I would work out like two or three hours a day. Like my, my wife, you know, work from home. So she was just working through the whole pandemic. And I was like, I've watched Netflix. I've watched it all. Like I can't, there's nothing mm -hmm. else for me. I got to fucking figure something out. So, you know, whether it was working out or fucking, I mean, I think just being able to shut your brain off and, and finding something, whether it's, you know, uh, video games or fucking going for a walk or listening to music or just doing something to, to try to get out of your head um, is, is fucking super important. And, you know, I've been fortunate enough to, to be able to, to find golf and, and get into that. And that's, I mean, it's fucking helped me. I mean, I would say for four hours, you know, a couple of times a week, like it's really the only time that I have no stress, no anxiety. Um, and I'm just, I mean, or like I just did this past, this past week, like going on vacation, like being able to like, not, not saying like, Hey, you need to go spend money and go on vacation, you know, every other month or something, but like having that fucking just reset of like, all right, I don't have to answer a fucking email. I don't have to talk to a boss or like, I don't have to work or think about anything. I can, again, it, it really comes down to being able to shut your brain off and not think about fucking anything. Um, and having that, that reset, I think is, is super important. For sure. Well said, man. Yeah, that's yeah. awesome. I'm glad you have those outlets as well, man. And uh, I'm glad you got through COVID and are doing what you're yeah. doing now, man. And I, I really appreciate uh, you giving us some time and just you know giving us an insight of what you're going through and all that stuff and i know batch has got some shit i'm sure he's going to talk to you about about you know thanking you too but yeah i appreciate it man no absolutely hell yeah man you know i mean i've thanked you a million times before but like <laughs> <laughs> shit some of the people you've helped us get on and you know probably will help us get on again like it's on un it's unreal just like your connections and shit so and we're not like anything you know, huge or anything like whatever. And like for you to like go out on a limb and like hit up Maddie, who's like a legend mm. and shit and like hit up Johnny, who's just been awesome. It's like, we just can't thank you enough, man. It, it means everything to us. So yeah, no, ab absolutely, man. I mean, I've been in this world for a very long time. I've made a lot of connections. I'm happy to help. And, you know, obviously if there's anyone else down the road that I can, I'm, I'm definitely down. And, you know, Nick, I know we've talked, kind of off air about it but you know um you know i think you know a cool thing for you guys and, and i don't think a lot of people think about it or do it but like you know technically you know you guys are um you guys are a media company you know i mean having a podcast and having that outlet like you guys should utilize you know and you can start going to some of these festivals as media and and whether you're just interviewing people in general or doing like a live podcast at fest i mean there's there's kind of like me with, with hair, man, there's, there's a lot of cool opportunities out there that a lot of people aren't doing. And I think if you think outside the box and, you know, want to kind of get into that, that realm, I think, um, you know, you'll see a lot of doors open and, um, a lot of people willing to, to do different things other than like the standard, like, Oh, we have, um, we have press with this magazine. They're going to ask me the same five questions that the other magazine asked me where like, or, 
I can sit down with these guys, you know, they have this pop punk, you know, mental health kind of podcast. I can kind of talk about that and some, some coping things I have and maybe help some fans that are listening. So I think like you'll see people, you know, gravitating more towards that than the traditional, this is what I have to do at, at festivals. So, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. I, I would, like I told you before, I would definitely look into, um, to trying to do and, you know, getting into that world. Oh, for yeah, sure. We're definitely, uh, we're that's definitely gonna, yeah. <clears throat> that's, that's, that's the, that's the goal, man. I would love to, you know, not to talk for too, too much longer, but I would love to, I, ideally I would love to have a tent at a festival and just like, you know, it's yeah it's about the podcast but it's more about like your mental health and like have a tent where you can just come to and we have a chair mm-hmm. where you can sit and we can just listen to you and you know we're not psychiatrists we're not doctors we're not gonna be able to do that but we'll just listen to you as a human being uh and then our medicine will be music man and that that would be so fucking awesome to be able to just help people and just like listen for as long as mm-hmm. they want to sit down and talk and spread that yeah, away no i mean I, th- I think that's i think that's a cool idea and i think you know there's a lot of like kind of non-profits and and vendors in that festival world what you know whether it's like um you know uh fuck, what the hell is it called to write love in her arms or um you know there's a lot of these like i know a couple of friends of mine worked with this clothing company but like it was like you know suicide awareness and stuff like that like where they they do a lot of cool stuff and and kind of help people and i think like you said, like basically, you know, having, having a setup and just kind of like lending an ear for people to vent, you know, while they're at a fest or a show or something like that could be cool. Um, and I think a lot of, you'll, you'll see a lot of producers probably jumping at it too, because it's a, it's a unique thing. And I think, you know, there's something there and um, I just think it's a cool, a cool opportunity to kind of, you know, interact with people and kind of connect with people that um, isn't really being done. So um, I, I wish you guys all the best and, you know, I'll help out in any way I can. Thanks brother. Thanks man. Appreciate that. Yeah. Appreciate your words and your time as always. <laughs> Hell yeah, man. Yes. So, uh, if you want to pause this, Steve, we can, okay. uh, can end it. Yeah. Can we just say bye cool. now? So we don't have to yeah. do an outro. <laughs> yeah, that's cool. Uh, cause I got to eat and go to hockey and it's already yeah. 20 and I'm feeling great right now. So let's just end it. Everybody <laughs> say goodbye. <laughs> bye. <laughs> Bye. Bye. <laughs>